Hey guys, here's just some information on the upcoming Lorehammer tournament slash game day hangout that we have. Uh, the date is officially set as November 16th. The cost is going to be $30. Uh, you will only get a spot once your payment has been accepted by us. The format is going to be a doubles escalation league. It is a single faction per player list. Point values are 500, 1000, and 1500. Each subsequent list must have the same unit, but not the same upgrades, as the previous. This is a friendly tourney. It's more of just a game day. Don't bring your triptides. Or if you do, shame. Um, we're going to have a couple categories for prizes. We'll start with uh, wins. We'll have best painted, sportsmanship, the best story, and then also just a fun category. In regards to best story, what we are going to ask is if you'd like, you can submit the lore or story of your army. On the When you submit your list, Mark and I will go over it, and then we will share your lore with everyone. Um, the day is going to start at 8.30 a.m. in the morning. It will finish around 7 p.m. It could go longer. It depends on games. Lunch is going to be provided between games one and two. Snacks will be provided after game two just to tide you over so you don't get hangry. And drinks can be purchased at the store. If you are a single participant, you don't have a partner, don't worry about it. We will match you up with someone once you're there. Uh, and then finally, there are only 24 spots available. So sign up as soon as possible. Your spot is only guaranteed after we have confirmed your payment to us. And you need to contact us for payment info. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want to support the show, visit us at patreon.com. And for as little as $1 a month, you can become a patron. Or you can buy cool Lorehammer products like shirts, coffee mugs, and dice bags at www.redbubble.com. Don't want to spend any money? Well, you can help out the show by giving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also hop on over to Facebook and like our page. And feel free to send us a message. It's the only enjoyment Mark gets out of his miserable life. Back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Hey, thanks for having me again. Hey, well, I'm Trevor Buzak. Oh my god! <laughs> thanks, thanks for uh, gracing me again. That's with English, right? It's <laughs> tough. This is uh, your resident American from the Lone Star State. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. We're a podcast of lies. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Colin, anything you want to add to this? Uh, I'll add my voice to the equation, but I'm rather terrified of the uh, yeah. how how big he is. Actually, he's, everything is bigger in Texas. He's he's seven foot five. Mm -hmm. He actually looks a little bit like a, a Primaris. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, three hundred. I don't like pounds. Three hundred thirty pounds. I was thinking more like a primate, but <laughs> <laughs> you are rather. I, I haven't shaved in a while. <laughs> my hair is getting longer. Your face or your back. <laughs> You shave your back? No. Oh, I don't. Like, it was a joke. I don't get hair on my back. Oh. Trevor Busack likes to make jokes. He's not good at it. <laughs> Trevor Busack needs to leave. <laughs> you can't sit with us. <laughs>
Well. Uh, well. Warhammer. Uh, yeah. At some point, we should probably talk about 40K. <laughs> no. <laughs> probably. Uh, but actually, before we even step into 40K, uh, there's a couple things we need to take care of. Number one being a thank you to our newest um, Patreons. Patrons. 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 patrons yeah. Which way is the right way? No, Patrons. patrons. Patreon. Which way is the Eric sa- way Eric says? Okay, sorry. Patreons. What did I say? You said Patreon. And what did you say? Patreon. That's what I said. Oh. Bitch. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, thank you to Daniel, who has uh, joined the ranks of people that give us money. Mm-hmm. And wow. to Nick Zwar. Mm-hmm. I, I kept I kept saying that over and over. Nick Zwar, Nick Zwar. You know, like trying to run it together, see if it was like, a thing mm. i don't think it is i think i'm no, just crazy no there are other languages out there maybe it's in another language. not real ones <laughs> true true so, I mean, if i don't speak it is it <laughs> sounds like gibberish to me <laughs> you know i should play that uh, video for you sometime it's what english sounds like to non-english speakers Sounds um, like English. It sounds like English. <laughs> well, no, no, no. We'll, we'll we'll find it. Maybe we'll uh, we'll put it out. But uh, it, it, I just know, want you to know it, that if I hear English, it sounds like English. That's to true. Me. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, because you know what language doesn't exist though? Hmm. Australian. Australia does not exist. <laughs> How can they have a language? It's a government they, conspiracy. It is. <laughs> I was thinking it was more like Atlantis. You know, this incredibly like Atlantis, Australia. No, Atlantis is real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Plato <laughs> talks about it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a real place. There's like one reference to it in all of history. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't mean it's not real. Yeah. <laughs> if they had a wiki for Atlantis back then, you know, it would have had like yeah, right. Exactly. One entry no, would have been the, and Atlantis rises out of the ocean exactly when it needs to at the exact <laughs> precise moment. It knows the perfect time to strike. It, it makes does. sense. Yeah. Uh, the reason that no one talks about Atlantis is because you know, no one talks about paper either. It's just there. Everybody mm. knows about it. Mm. It's too common a thing. Why would you bother writing it down? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Well, you know what Atlantis is. Oh, it's a dream it's a well it's a dream it's a civilization it's a place and what are we talking about today oh god <laughs> places i've never been to any of these places we're about to talk about this is like you're well, you'll, ne- you'll never be to uh australia because it doesn't exist <laughs> <laughs> that's a fact but you might be to some of these places how where- did the crocodile dundee hurt you jordan <laughs> Did he? He's like, look at Jordan in his habitat. I'm gonna go over there and shove my finger in his face and see what happens. It doesn't exist. It's a conspiracy. Uh, Jordan actually looks really comfortable right now. <laughs> Did we buy the wrong chairs? I yeah, think we might have. He's in like a stuffed chair, leaning back. No, these chairs would be like so hard to transport if you if we were to. Use we're about up. longevity and quality, Jordan. You look uh, very easy comfortable with like a glass of whiskey or something. No, like, exactly. A all, smoking jacket. Yeah, we're all sitting on like hobble chairs and he's sitting there like he's lounging, the most interesting man in the world. Like like there should be a fireplace behind him or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. A small puppy running around. Fuck. What? <laughs> Trevor. <laughs> it's Corey. It's Corey Buzak. <laughs> Trevor's older brother. Um, but we also have a uh, shout out to to do. In this episode, that was a smooth transition there, Eric. Uh, <laughs> there's no easy transition no, but for anything so, so that we, we do. Who are we shouting out to? Uh, there's a uh, Friday Gaming Guild in Vancouver. They contacted us talking about how, um, you know, they started picking up 40K and 
and then how that's great. they're trying to figure out more stuff about it yeah. and then yeah. how listening to the podcast has been like a really easy way for them to engage oh, in great. like the story of 40k yeah it was pretty cool to hear about them so to all you guys in the friday gaming guild in uh, vancouver mazel tov to us right <laughs> Always remember Mugucamus de Panel Diablo. Por favor. Always remember that. This is a global production. We've, <laughs> you know, we, we've got a gaming guild from one province over. <laughs> they speak Spanish there, right? No, they speak everything there. Um, oh, perfect. So hopefully we can get some other uh, groups messaging us and seeing how you know they're uh, maybe incorporating the lore into their, their gaming group or into yeah. creating different scenarios or narratives for their games. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, don't just message us. Message us, though, asking us to do Dark Angel episodes. Because it's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. We're not doing chapters. Yeah, next person to send me a... Well, we're blacklisting you. Blacklisting, yeah. yeah. I will be sending a bomb to your house. Wh- okay. That's, actually, that's on the record. No, now. like, do you know, uh, there was a, a teen in Florida, actually, mm-hmm. he made, like, a, a post on Discord. He's like, I'm going to go to my school, and I'm going to um, bring my dad's AR-15, and I'm going to shoot, like, 10 people. Yeah. Arrested. Charged. Perfect. Convicted. Perfect. Like if but you, that pro- person probably didn't give off stable vibes, but I give off vibes of stability. Yeah, but is that really how you see yourself? Yeah, very stable. You have a very weird mirror. He's not shaking right now, so that's <laughs> currently only partly drunk. <laughs> it's nine in the morning, Mark. Also, this is Trevor Busak. Get it together. So, just remember that. Everything that this man says is No, just remember by that saying stuff <laughs> is apparently enough to get you charged now with like terror charge well the only thing is <laughs> this has gone so askew <laughs> i know no if if you, you if you're if you're uh making your intention known and you have the ability to carry out that intention you don't know how to make a bomb it's easy nobody said a little you're no, enriched you're uranium right. yeah. no he said <laughs> make yourself a nuclear, <laughs> you got a nuclear bomb, bomb. Oh i'm God. saying just with that guy it, like he had a, he was using a gun right not yeah. a bomb so. In, intent is action like when you are at the table and you're like i would like this model welcome to, to the legal here. cast yeah <laughs> well, we got all your terrorist cast legal no, needs no no <laughs> Tell us more, Colin, of how we can avoid the law while committing terrorist acts. Uh, don't commit terrorist acts, one. Don't think about Why committing terrorist acts. Why are you winking? Don't talk on Discord about your intention to commit This terrorist is a terrible acts. medium for us to be having this discussion. <laughs> You're winking as if no, I should be committing Mark. terrorist Not acts. today, NSA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Or tomorrow, please. <laughs> please don't raid our houses yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> please don't swat us. <laughs> Don't worry. But if they came in here, they'd have to talk to my mom for a half hour. That's right. <laughs> that giving gives us, us enough a, time to get out the back window. Half hour to escape. Perfect. That sounds Just, great to me. All right. Let's get into it. Yeah. Let's talk about supporting us on Patreon. Give us your money. We want to buy a camera. Okay. Let's talk about the episode Imperial Planet Classification. <laughs> episode 54 Imperial Planet Classification. <laughs> uh, so in this episode, we are going to go over. The entire galaxy. Yeah. Every planet Every in the planet galaxy. by planet, we're going to talk about how it would be classified within the Imperium. Um, so we'll start alphabetically. Yeah. Uh, the first planet is Terra, alphabetically. Alphabetically correct, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's so important. It holy Terra. Just the... <laughs> still doesn't help alphabetically. <laughs> Our holy Terra. You're making it worse. Absolute holy Terra. Mm. I was just thinking that if we were to do all the uh, 
planets of the galaxy we should do it like that old um like uh, animaniacs countries of the world like united states canada mexico Panama, <laughs> Jamaica, peru republic dominican cuba caribbean greenland like, el salvador too how do you how do you know all that he did five dollars says he googled it right now yeah he's got it pulled up on his computer yeah we're on to your college no he's not he's not on it Nice. Oh, wow. He's just weird. Just a weird man. It's just weird. <laughs> 33, 33, 33. <laughs> a couple people messaged us about that. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so about how wild that was. Anyways, we should talk about Imperial Planets. Uh, but first, we're going to talk about the galaxies. <laughs> that's all. right. We'd like to talk about this one thing. But, but first, first, we're not going to talk listen about to it. These ad- listen to these ads yeah. about the galaxy. Uh, so the galaxy is broken up into five different segmentums from the largest uh, to the smallest. They are the Ultima segmentum. The Segmentum Obscurus, the Segmentum Tempestus, the Segmentum Pacificus, and the Segmentum Solar. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, seg- the Ultima Segmentum, which is the largest, uh, lies in the galactic east. It more than doubles the size of the other segmentums, and it creates a triangle shape from the center of the galaxy to the northeast and to the southeast corners. An absolute massive slice of the pie. Yeah. yeah I wonder what, why they made that one so big why would they do that hmm you don't need a reason or rhyme <laughs> oh when, it's the imperium yeah when you're <laughs> the administratum yes. they just threw darts at a board of the map <laughs> and they're like well this is how it is i guess i guess that's the way she is yeah uh within this segmentum though there lies countless things like we important we will, things yeah but we're, we're covering the entire galaxy so we're gonna miss stuff there's stuff yeah, all we're putting in but, here is the stuff we care about. And not even at that, because the first thing we wrote down is the home of the Ultramarines and their 500 worlds. Who gives a fuck? Me. Not one <coughs> single person ever would wow, care. But it's the boys in blue. <laughs> uh, this, in blue line. <laughs> this, uh, this also contains the largest Necron dynasty, the Sotek dynasty. Mm. It also contains the largest Tau Empire. <laughs> The Tau Empire of Four Worlds. Um, it also has the largest orc empire called Charidon. Yeah, the largest and the longest standing orc yeah. empire. It's pretty big. It's a pretty big it's place. Absolutely massive. And this is also one of the spots where the Tyranids have started to uh, breach from the southeast. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot going on in this oh, segmentum, yeah. but because it's so spread out, it doesn't really feel like crowded we're, we're talking about half the galaxy like yeah. bales in this in this segmentum like i'm sure half a dozen other well-known space marine chapters are imperial guard planets like there's so much stuff why we chose these ones i don't know because that's how we do it we, we threw darts at a board <laughs> we threw dar- cut we a chicken's cut, head off yeah and let it run around until it's topped and yeah. determined <laughs> that's <laughs> sounds fine to me um, a cool feature about this segmentum too, uh, with the new timeline, uh, or the advancing time, mm-hmm. yeah, is uh, Sicadictrix Maledictum has. Jeez. What you'll get it eventually. The dickest. You added too many dicks. Sicadictrix Maledictum. Sicadictrix. There you there go. Sicadictrix. Yep. Sicadictrix. Oh, that's it. That's how it's written down. Um, but it's actually cut this segmentum in half. I like mm. how you checked. Is that how it's written yeah, down? I, <laughs> I wrote these. You dumb bitch. <laughs> uh, it's cut this segmentum in half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, the northern part of the segmentum, the Ultima segmentum, has joined the Imperium Nihilus. Yeah. And the southern part has remained in the Imperium. I love that name. Nihilus. 
for like the other half yeah, of the galaxy. Like, I think that that was just a really good like narrative choice to call it that because it's it's the side of the galaxy without light. It's there's no hope. Like you you are cut off from everything. It's it really does fit the setting quite well. Mm, yeah, I, I thought that was a great choice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell us more, Colin. Yeah, nope, that's it. Come on. Did you like it? Was well, it as good for you as it was for Games Workshop? <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> I didn't even have to cuddle after. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I do like it too. It's it's a good name. I do feel like a lot of this episode could actually be boiled down into like a travel industry commercial. Like we're talking about going around the galaxy. It's like, you know, back to the old ways. You know, find your way to this side of the galaxy. Sure, sure. <laughs> like, a bro- like you hand, get handed a brochure yeah. on like the Imperium Nihilus in the ultimate yeah. segment. Like, like, ancient unexplored check, caverns check, exist. Look Come at to- ball. Yeah. <laughs> check out the wastelands. <laughs> Feed the mutants. Ex- explore the wonders of beauty and mystery. <laughs> <laughs> laugh at the Tau Empire <laughs> see the scenic vistas and wonders and it's just like dead world it's like oh, yeah, yeah I can't trust this brochure <laughs> no it's imperial propaganda and you said that the Tower Empire was in the Imperium Nihilist oh yeah I guess don't. I was more thinking I'll see you dumb fact check <laughs> doesn't even matter they, they can't see it anyways um, yeah it's a cool place I'm sure lots of it's people live place. there Lots of people, lots uh, of worlds. Lots of aliens, those things. Uh, let's talk about the next one. Yeah. Uh, Segmentum Obscurus. Obscurus. And this is located in the uh, galactic north for 10,000 years. You got trigger words and that's one of them. Oh, that's definitely 10,000 years is one of them. Anytime you say God, that's another trigger word. <laughs> what, what was the other one? Uh, the people. The people, that's a trigger word. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm uh, very one-dimensional. Oh, shattered. Shattered wow. is a tr- triggered word for you. Wow. Sh- shattered. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm just a little guy. Uh, so for 10,000 years, uh, the Segmentum Obscurus. How long? 10,000 years. <laughs> it was one of the only ways that the forces of chaos could uh, reliably enter the galaxy. And this is because the Eye of Terror was here. Yeah. But since the Great Rift... Uh, the threat of ter- chaos is now galaxy-wide, uh, but the Eye of Terror is still the most stable doorway from the warp into the Materium. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And another interesting feature of this segmentum is the Nachmund Gauntlet, which is, uh, we wrote here, is the only stable route through the Great Rift, but there's actually two. Yeah. Is there? Yeah. Where's the other one? I don't know. Um, but I do know Is it in the galaxy? Two. Because Vigil- Vigilus is the first one that was that, like very fleshed out. In that's the in this one, one, in Nackmund. And there's another one, I think, further to the southeast of the Galactic Plane. Yeah. I just can't remember the name of it. Yeah, it's yeah. in like the Ultima segment. I'm somewhere. sure they make more and more of these too. As well, if they have the the Blackstone pylons and they're able to find ways to carve through, that would yeah, be or even connected back with Imperial. Discovering names. new ones, yeah. like as of right yeah, now, it's like it's the covering galaxy. the entire yeah. galaxy yeah. so kind yeah of, kind of like exploring like back mm-hmm. in the age of of sail you know you're trying to find this Ooh. new passageway it's like the northwest passage how am i going to get through mm. <laughs> Arctic. Like history. no you don't know no, no i'm thinking about eating my best friend on the journey no did you guys hear about uh the road that's going to go through the arctic circle no but that sounds awesome yeah. like a ring road Could we do a Warhammer <laughs> road trip where we record as we go up and more and more nihilism seeps in Mark starts to go crazy Jordan's start... already like eating his own like fingernails by like day two and we haven't even like crossed the northern border <laughs> he's just weird like that mm-hmm. 
by the end of it, all of us just have like runic scars carved into our bodies everywhere. Our, our eyes are gone because we've popped them out. We look like a combination of word bearers and event horizons. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but apparently a road, like it's been talked about going through the Arctic Circle. And now everything's. That's like, not going to be allowed, though. China will benefit the most from this road. No. China. China. We'll finally be able to drive to the ice wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that how? It'll stop. It's a circle. <laughs> ice wall around a disc. Yeah. Yeah. That's why no, we can't. Uh, yeah. It'll to... it'll never happen because of the ice wall. Yeah. That's where Santa is, right? That's what we're Fuck. talking about. <laughs> Santa. Nope. Santa is just an anagram for Satan. Fuck. Your mom did a number to you. <laughs> she messed you up. We're not done talking about the segmentum obscurus, though, which is the northernmost segmentum. Um, the Imperium Nihilus also stretches into the northern space of the segmentum obscurus because the Great Rift actually goes through the Eye of Terror. So par- portion of the segmentum is within the Imperium Nihilus and a portion is within yeah. the regular Imperium. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's planets there. Sure. The Eye of Terror is the Ar- biggest feature yeah. in that yeah. segment. There, there's tons of places like Armageddon's here. Um, not anymore. Just Space kidding. Wolf's Oh, no, I was thinking here. of Cadia. Cadia was here, but not anymore. Yeah. There, there's a bunch of places. Um, I'm sure there's an Orc Empire. Armageddon. Oh, yeah. Uh, one planet, <laughs> the most, one the planet most Empire. The most successful. My God. My God. I, I, <laughs> Orc Empire. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the segmentus tempestus. The segmentum tempestus yes. uh, is the is in the galactic south and has remained relatively untouched by chaos. Mm. Uh, just because it's, yeah, so, it's far so far away, away from, from the Eye of Terra. Yeah, but now that chaos is kind of more of a galaxy player, it obviously is just going to ramp up. Yeah, and there's always warp storms popping up in every segmentum. And, mm-hmm. You know, um, the the big thing about this segmentum though is uh, some Tyranid tendrils have begun to assault this segmentum. Like the nits are coming from the galactic, like south southeast, south, southeast, yeah, so. and beginning to reach towards the center. Yeah, I think the one that would make it the most threatening is if they had one start to come in from the galactic north, like northwest. You're thinking, yeah, that is like, the oh, beginning no. of a huge. Yeah, like, have we been encircled? Yeah. yeah, like yeah. are each of these high fleets just a tooth, and the mouth is still about to wrap around our galaxy? So mm. they're just little feeder tongues. They are, yeah, Mandibles. just like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> another notable feature about the Segmentum Tempestus is um, very the, notable. Yeah, the Death Planet of uh, Krieg. Krieg is there, which is the death core <clears throat> of Krieg. The really cool looking. They're the army for people who really want to spend a lot of money yeah. and do it right. Jeez. Um, yeah, there's places. There's places everywhere. Uh, the Segmentum Pacificus. Uh, this lies to the west of Terra and occupies a minute space on the fringe of the galaxy. Yeah, it's very small. Absolutely tiny. Yeah, not the tiniest, but... Yeah, since the Great Rift, um, anti-imperial uprisings overtook most of the Segmentum, and this was orchestrated by the forces of chaos. And yeah, much of the Segmentum is now... Um, in not like, in communication. Yeah, they're in riot mode. Yeah, and you can't t- contact half the segmentum. Riot mode. mode. Is that from something? No. Okay, just me. Right, punch, however. Yeah. <laughs> That'll get you going. Riot punch. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. And then last, but most definitely not least, is the segmentum solar. 
And the Segmentum Solar is in the galactic center and a little bit to the west. Its uh, shape is that of a circle, and then every other Segmentum creates triangles out of that circle. Um, it is the Segmentum most densely settled by humanity. And within it lies Terra, the birthplace of humanity, and the throne of the Emperor. And most, if not all, but not all, Xenos have been pushed out of this segmentum. Yeah. Which is really crazy to think about how, like, big humanity's footprint is within the galaxy. Oh, yeah. So, like, you'll, you'll find maps that show, like, hey, this is, like, the Orc Empire, and this oh, is, yeah, like, yeah. Necron dynasties, mm-hmm. or, like, Chaos Worlds, but... Little if, did you know that on every one of those maps, all the spots that are left black is Imperial. Right. No, like, literally, you could yeah. just circle the entire galaxy yeah. and be like, this is humanities. <laughs> yeah. Which is really cool to think about. When yeah. you think of the scope of other, um, like, Xenos empires of the Necron or the Eldar, how at times they have either aspired to or had large holdings across the entire galaxy, although it's not present in 40k, mm-hmm. that humanity getting to that, like, that peak of civilization across the stars is really impressive when you think <clears throat> about, like, what our limits are. It, this also goes back to yeah, the Great Crusade. Long-lived. Yeah, yeah we're, we are very weak, fleshy people. Right, it's only like by relying on machines that we can. Yeah, and what's crazy too is a bunch of those other uh, empires, they might have like held the galaxy, but they they never did. colonized That's it. That's the thing. The yeah. Eldar, Necron yeah. were a little more widespread. Yeah, but the Eldar, they mainly stuck to like their area around the Eye of Terror. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. they had like their crone worlds. It's a lot of stuff. A lot of yeah. business going on. It's hard to be on top though when you've got your resources spread across the entire galaxy and everything is trying to come at you and it started from the bottom now we're here mm. <laughs> you know what i'm saying exactly what i meant that, that was actually quoted by the emperor of mankind himself <laughs> that's right i yeah. will clad you crusade. in the greatest armor started from the bottom <laughs> yeah. now we're here he's looking out at the great crusade horse is at his side he's like horse you're the war master now start from the bomb now we're here peace out ye ye and then he peaced and the heresy began on that day he's like what <laughs> the hell horse is like i it's cannot man. let this stand that's exactly what happened. <laughs> so going from a segmentum, mm-hmm. you purse it down, and then you have the next, which is a sector. Yes. Um, sectors are regions of space roughly 200 light years, cubes big, and each sector is further broken up into subsectors. How did you... What's the proper way of saying that, Jordan? You said it last time. I think it's cubed. Square. I don't know. Not cubes. No. Not, it's not square, because that would be flat. Well, square would be flat. Yeah. Two... Cubic. It would had cubic. it had the word cubic in it. Maybe cubic <laughs> light years. That's his important. Like two hundred cubic light years. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> I'm changing that right now because that's bugging me. Oh yes. Okay. So each that sector ranges from past. ten to twenty light years in diameter, and they're broken into organized measurements. So subsectors are a little more fluid because boundaries are always being pushed and broken back by invasions, encroachments, raids. Yeah. Sometimes so, like there's not even anything in that. Yeah. area so it won't even yeah. be yes so if we think of like the national boundaries of like if we were to use nation that would be our uh, segmentums but like those state borders uh, are the subsectors and those can like move a lot more frequently as an orc empire ravages several you know human colonies for example and pushes that boundary back I don't imagine that the Imperium is too good at updating their records, and let's be fair, whenever we update our own world maps, mm-hmm. and then we have to try to disseminate that, um, this is going to be a lot more more fluid of, you may go... It's like to, gerrymandering. 
Uh, sure, yeah. <laughs> um, you may want to go to a subsector because you know it's a Imperial holding, and then by the time you get there in like 20 real years, it's already been overtaken by a Tyranid Hive Fleet. So you, <laughs> you're like, whoops, got to turn around. But by that point, you've been encroached, you're devoured, and that's yeah, the end of your you've journey. you joined the Hive Mind. Congratulations. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Um, yeah. Did we cover everything about sectors and subsectors? Pretty much, yeah. You did it. Okay, so so efficiently. Um, systems are the next thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, a system is a cluster of planets and satellites that revolve around a single star. Human naming conventions mean that the most capital worlds are named for the system itself, or yeah. vice versa. Yeah, so you get like the Cadian system with the planet Cadia. Yeah, it's, the it's ball capital. system with the planet Ball. Bale? Mm. How do you say it? I'd say Bale. I'd prefer not to talk about Space Marines ever, so I don't say it. <laughs> I just got so many looks from the room. <laughs> I love it. Was it uh, Mark and Christian were chatting last night? And Christian's like, hey, did you see this? And Mark's like, I hate it. And Christian's like, do you just hate everything? Which is funny coming from Christian. (laughs) Yes. Both of you guys hate everything. That's true. Including you. Yeah. I don't know why I stay here. I must hate myself. (laughs) So, yeah, we've gone from segmentums to sectors to subsectors to systems. And finally, what makes up systems is the people inside of it. Oh, oh my God. Talking about you, Jordan, and Colin, and Trevor. <laughs> Trevor. <laughs> yeah, we have planets now. Yeah, this is the meat of the episode now. Yeah, we well, made it into All right, we're, we're, we're ready to start episode 54. Imperial classification. That's right. <laughs> we made it. Uh, okay, so... Um, the kind of like the first way that a planet can be categorized is uh through a very simple geographical or like a topographical designation so Mm -hmm. you like a planet is given like a description based on a dominant feature that it has yeah and so it'd be a desert world yeah an ice world a jungle world an ocean world a gas giant and obviously like like earth let's use earth as an example is 70 percent covered by water this would be categorized as like an ocean world. Yeah. Which is crazy to think about because there's nothing, like we don't do anything with the ocean. We right? do. We're all. We pollute it. Sure. I mean, we're building Garbage Island. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. eventually. Once we'll, Garbage we'll, Island's done, we can yeah, finally, we can settle, finally the ocean. settle the ocean. Yeah. And we'll just, <laughs> it'll just keep growing, which is good. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I say we ship all the homeless people to Garbage Island. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so defecation. are you going to be there? <laughs> I know I I'm a homeowner. Home no, owner. you have a garage. There's there, a difference. <laughs> I will say there is uh, something called seasteading. There's what? Sorry, what? Something called seasteading. The creation of islands. Yeah, it's like yeah, either boats are it for years. No, no, it's not. It's it's like a floating city. It's what? not an island. It's oh. it's like a. It would be like a boat, but it stays in one spot. Like Atlantis? <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. It comes out of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Yeah, but no one. Uh, like, is is this a pipe dream, or is this a thing that... People have been starting to... Like, Peter Thiel has put, like, millions of oh, dollars yeah, into Peter it. Peter Thiel, of course. Yeah, but he's not... Great like, man. is it is it a state? Famous is it creating there. a nation? Or is that's it just, a, like, that's a the single idea. person? Th- that's the idea. Yeah. There are, like, individuals who have started doing it. But sure. I like it hasn't, one. like... That's like... The saying, idea, ultimately, is to seize That's it. like saying Elon Musk is, like, going to the moon and populating the moon because he happens to have a spaceship. 
So anyone who happens to have a boat and go out on the ocean is seasteading. No, they're because they're creating the important, a home. The important things here. A home, like a home on the ocean. Where? In anywhere in the ocean. Where? No, where is he doing it? I'm curious. I'm not sure exactly oh. what ocean. Yeah. Anyways, I like the one guy who bought an abandoned oil rig and started a cult on it and <laughs> created his own country. That's awesome. Yeah. That actually sounds like the beginning of a uh, like a 40k story that you have to go <laughs> in and like, route them out. Yeah, it's a cult. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, but all I'm saying is like. With future technology, like it's not inconceivable that people would build entire cities on top of the ocean. Mm-hmm. No, we've seen it in uh, Star Wars already. Geonosis, <laughs> Waterworld. No, not, not Geonosis. <laughs> Quite the opposite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Geonosis is a desert planet. What's the Kamara? No, <laughs> you're just trying to trick me. Yeah, I was hoping you would agree with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eric's or Colin's typing. I'm trying to think of it. What is that planet? It's got clone troopers on it. Yes, it does. It's at the center of the galaxy and it's oh, disappearing yeah. from the records of the Jedi I don't, Order. I don't remember. You dumb bitches, who, I'm who not cares? even Star Wars. Camino. Camino, <laughs> that's right. Like Komodo Dragon. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so, so planets are... You know, yeah, you pro- can describe them based on something on the planet yeah. itself. And, and by calling like Earth... A water world. We know it's not a water world. Doesn't mean that the entire planet. It's not like most sci-fi's where, you know, it's all one thing. No, yeah. there, there's stable and unstable. Like you can have other elements on it, but what yeah. is the world primarily defined as? Mm-hmm. Exactly. What's exactly. the What's the biggest feature on it? Yeah. Exactly. Cool. Um. So that that's the very first thing you can look at when you're looking at a planet. It's, just, it's the easiest thing to look yeah. at. Yeah. Yeah. So, so some of the distinctive environments are desert worlds, ice worlds, jungle worlds, ocean worlds, gas giants. Pretty much pick any sort of trope of volcano what is, worlds. Yeah, what is the environmental factor? That plus world. Yeah. <laughs> Glass world. Diamond world. Ooh, I like diamond world. Diamond world. Everyone's rich. <laughs> There's comets made of pure diamond floating around. Mm-hmm. I've heard that uh, I think Jupiter is like much of its surface, is, they would describe it as diamond. It's just like the gases have compressed so hard that it's created, uh, you know diamonds and stuff we're gonna mine it yeah. is it possible to, possible then, to buy jupiter <laughs> yeah did you, did you, you don't have to buy it you just have to be the first person there yeah, and it's yours claim it in the land yeah. for the land of mark yeah <laughs> if mark? you can if you can get there <laughs> buddy it's all yours yeah. <laughs> uh, another to way to um classify planets is based on the inhabitants Mm. Um, so these worlds um, can be classified as uh, demons, xenos, uh, the different types of imperial holdings. Uh, this gives a greater distinction of who are the people living there. Yeah, and, and usually it's defined by a sentient species. Like mm-hmm. yes, you're yeah. not defining Earth like insects. Ants. Insects are like <laughs> yeah. the most like common a water world, animal. water ant world. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like it. They're describing it through hmm. a sentient or like a dominant race. Yeah. Or species. Yeah. So Colin named a few. We'll jump into kind of some of them and mm-hmm. tell more. So yes. we'll start with demon worlds. These worlds have spent far too long within Chaos Rift and have become twisted by the powers of the warp. Their masters can reshape the planet to their desires. Now, yeah. when I first heard about demon worlds, I thought it was more like a immaterium, like it was in the warp. 
And yeah. it was formed by like the energies of the warp, and it was just like this twisting, nebulous energy thing. And what you're this thinking, demon, like Nurgle, Nurgle's Garden, things or like, like that. Korn's, yeah, but like, what? Yeah, but what yeah. a demon world actually is is it? Think of it like a transparency. You've got the world in our real space. The warp has been laid over top of it and has corrupted and changed the world. Mm-hmm. It still exists in the material, yeah. but it's got all this energy swirling around it, almost like there's a storm going around that's having a major effect on what the, is actually happening with the planet's ecology or yeah. Yeah. its. Uh, uh, it's people yeah yeah and that's the key thing too like it is an actual place yeah you can go there you can you, you, you actually don't, don't want, want to no uh because when but you maybe go, you do speak for yourself because when you go there there's going to be demon princes uh heretic astartes legions uh war bands cultists uh, her- you know traitor titans like everything that could destroy and, and murder any military operation now if you live there there's also going to be maybe creatures that have been corrupted by the influence of the warp as well so natural oh, yeah. fauna and Demons. wildlife you know, <laughs> yeah. feculent narl maws De- demons yep uh demons i heard there were demons there <laughs> there are demons there or demons matt damon matt damon's there get, get out jordan now just like looking i'm just into- reading it how it's pronounced <laughs> now, like looking into the warp will start to have a the the energies the reverberations will have a effect on your mind not because you're going crazy from just the the existential dread of it the just the act of looking at the warp can drive you mad yeah living on one of these worlds <laughs> you are living in it so it is the equivalent of the most hellish dimension that you can possibly imagine yeah it, it is it's australia <laughs> if it exactly <laughs> if it existed <laughs> but yeah like entire like populations will live there like generations will live and die on death worlds and they'll have like demon their, worlds or demon worlds yeah and uh yeah, they have like cities and everything built, and you know, the- it's it's amazing that any work can get done when everyone's like trying not to like imagine their intestines are crawling out of their <laughs> eyes, you know, it's, it, like at any given ah. moment. So it is actually a testament to the overseers of demons who are making sure that stuff gets done. So. Well, with enough chains and demon whips. prince Goglock for president of <laughs> Demon World twenty twenty. <laughs> So after Demon Worlds, we have Xenos Worlds. Yeah. So any, like a Xenos World is categorized as any non-human and non-imperial world. So these are inhabited by a sentient Xenos race. And then once you've classified something as a Xenos World, you can further classify it depending on the specific type of Xenos that lives there. Um, it Like, it's not going to happen every time. Yeah. It's mainly going to happen for a race that is well known to humanity yeah. or is considered enough of a threat to like be given a true designation yeah if it's exactly. just like a small xenos then like the towel yeah not gonna no no one's gonna no care one about giving it but it is good to know whether something is an orc world yeah or like a tomb world yeah right mm-hmm. or like a tyranid or whatever it's good to know if there's something i guess tyranids yeah. don't have worlds now there are more uh xenos worlds in the tempestus segmentum I think, uh, because just of the population of how many, like, diverse, even smaller Xenos races there are. Not to say, like, the Tau or the Tyranids or the, the Orcs, but you, there's just more to play with in that region. So if you're hmm. doing a story, there's... Been... Wouldn't there just be more in the Ultima Segmentum? There's, this Ultima Segmentum is just, like, five times larger than this Tempestus. But you can also look at it as a barren zone, just because, like, like Canada, just because there's more territory doesn't mean there's more things there. So... Who's going to put on the gloves first to fight? I'm not fighting. It's not worth it. It's never worth it. You better stand up right now and throw hands, Colin. (laughs) So the first one we're talking about is a tomb world. Mm. These worlds. This one's my favorite. (laughs) So would you like to talk about it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to take your glory from you. 
No, I was just going to revel in it as he was just going to start, you know, twisting my nipples as he, as he talked about it. I t- Do it, Mark. Talk about it right now. <laughs> Share. Doom World. See, Share how millions of sleeping Necron <sighs> created over 60 million years. Oh, really? They uh, have just begun to awaken and Do claim they? back the, the galaxy. That's right. Oh, my Ow, God. That hurt. <laughs> I pinched too hard. Um... While they do have Necron on them, they can also be inhabited by other species. So multiple planets can fall under like multiple designations. Maybe a tomb orc world. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and you might not even know it's a tomb world either. Yeah, chances are good if you know it's a tomb world, you're dead soon. They're sending <laughs> Arkanthrites after you yeah. to destroy. Yeah. If you want more information specifically about tomb worlds, go check out episode 51 that we did. Um, it's a good episode. It's one of my favorites. Actually. Crypts of the Necron. Yeah. It's good. Mm-hmm. Tells talks all about tomb worlds, mm-hmm. um, orc worlds. Yes, and these so these are worlds that are actually fully controlled by orcs, not just part of an orc invasion. Because if you were to say that every planet that has orc on it is like an orc world, it would be a, a lot of planets. Mm-hmm. Every planet. <laughs> yeah, almost every planet is gonna have. Well, no, that's a, almost every planet. <laughs> a lot of planets have some kind of orc presence, just yeah. because the orcs are so invasive yeah but uh, these are ones that are actually controlled by like orc warlords or war bosses that have like a seat of power yeah there and so um oh i think that's it yeah Mm ta-da we did Mm -hmm. it orc worlds yeah they can have other populations on them too of course orcs will be the dominant yes they're the the rulers yeah they they can have human slaves and all that kind of Mm -hmm. human food sources but Every once in a while, you want a little human flambe. You're just <laughs> yeah. tired of eating mushrooms. <laughs> human fondue. That's right. Oh, yes. Melt them, and then you dip your mushrooms in the human fondue. I was actually thinking you were dipping human ears into the fondue made of people. Oh, um, sure. Why not? This is good. But you could also do that on a demon world, yeah. so. <laughs> do you think, like, they collect, like, do you think that orcs will use other races' teeth? No. 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 Because it would be funny to be like, I have, like, 10,000 human Yumi teeth yeah. in one orc. Mm-hmm. Well, like, it's just, get that out of here. It's the, trash. Yeah. The exchange yeah. rate is just not going to be good yeah, on that. Not you know, it. one orc some equal to 100 human teeth? Like, come on, you're not going to be, like, getting stock in that. Some Gretchen is collecting human teeth. <laughs> he's, he's so, so prepared rich. to make, like, a down payment on, like, this <laughs> yeah. new, like, uh, truck, and he's just like, I've got it. And they're like, this is not worth anything. <laughs> he gets laughed out, and then he walks through the rain and he said oh you think he survives this situation <laughs> yeah, they just, you know what good watching him take the tea they just ate him <laughs> so the next one we have are uh tau worlds back uh, perfect uh let's talk about crone worlds <laughs> so these are the original home worlds just gonna blow right past that they're the original it's home not worlds. worth talking about tau <laughs> uh they are the uh home worlds of the uh eldari the eldar race and during the fall they were kind of sucked into the eye of terror becoming demon planets although uh the eldar still refer to them as lost crone worlds that they yeah. will try to if it again they don't want to be like zipping in there but for some stories there's either uh, a human expedition or the elder are talking about going to a crone world because they ha- still have that historical reverence and that deep sense of loss well that- it's, it's there's actually a much more practical reason why they have to go to crone worlds um, um, for stones yeah their spirit stones yeah. are grown on these planets so if they want to stop their souls from being sucked into the warp they need more of these stones so yeah. the only way can, they can get them is by going to these chrome worlds now whether though i i would i would also be questioning when you're going to these chrome worlds you're you're fighting your way through demonic um forces to get mm-hmm. to them the longer that those stones are there 
<laughs> the less likely they're going to be reliable, I feel, <laughs> yeah, that they yeah. haven't that there, there's some energy that isn't going to start to seep into them. Yeah. So it's actually kind of a testament to either Eldar ingenuity or influence from the old gods or whatever have you that it's kind of just a resource management thing. If we mm. got to go there and they're totally intact and there's no problems with them whatsoever, <laughs> I'm not aware stasis. of this. Yeah, I'm not aware of any stories about like the, yeah. the nuances of that. Maybe they bring a spirit stone back, they put it into the infinity circuit, and all of a sudden, surprise, it's actually a Slaneshi demon that's been trapped, it, like put itself inside. <laughs> That'd be horrifying. Yeah. So they have to be very. It'll be careful. a good story, though. Yeah. <laughs> so after Chrome Worlds, we have Maiden Worlds. Mm. Now, these are the Paradise Worlds that. Um, the Eldar have uh, kind of terraformed, I guess is the best description yep. for them. But it's it's way more than terraformed. Yeah. They've kind of uplifted. It's not this act of like, if, for example... Because like um, a terraform just needs to be able to sustain, sustain life. life. Like humans will go, we'll make sure that it can have people living atmosphere, on it. Yeah. The gravity is okay. Yeah. The main right. worlds are like, let's create a paradise land. Yeah. Let's yeah. do a full, like top, bottom, gut it out. This is extreme makeover, planet, planet edition. Move <laughs> that blockade. So we can see the planet. <laughs> um, um, unfortunately, this dream of a galaxy filled with paradise uh, was halted. Yeah, um, poor Ivechair. N- yeah. And now, some uh, Eldar had escaped the um, their uh, the, their fall. These were the Exodites, and they went and they found and they they settled these planets, which then starts to change the designation from Maiden World to Exodite Worlds. But yeah. um, Maiden Worlds are. If you're humanity and you're romping around the galaxy and you find a planet that isn't just a barren rock, you no, find and it's, it's very a paradise. Lush, you can 100% be like, hmm, Eldar probably had something to do with it. Yeah, yeah, you you would assume that like most most planets aren't going to evolve into a nice utopia. It's yeah. always going to yeah. be a pecking order. Yeah, um, yeah. These a cool, an interesting thing about these is uh, craft world Eldar that like come across maiden worlds. They view anyone, any inhabitant of them as like a interloper, a trespasser. Yeah. yeah. And they'll do Legal their best. Alien. Yeah. And they'll do alien. And they'll do their best to remove that, even though they're not going to settle the, <laughs> they're not going to settle the planet themselves. Yeah. But they are going to remove. It's kind of like you've created there. this beautiful gem, like you've got this jewelry and then all of a sudden you don't want anyone else to wear yeah, it. Just yeah. because you're not going to wear it doesn't mean anyone else can. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Don't touch my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to use it, but also you can't use it. Yeah. Um, How selfish. That's a good time. The one thing you kind of briefly said was, uh, yeah, like the difference between terraforming and like just uplifting. Yeah. Evolution. S- like seeding. Seeding. Yeah. They're yeah. doing way more of the seeding aspect where it's like they might put just one germ on it and then let it kind of go yeah. over millions of years yeah but they're like it's intentional with them they're not yeah. putting they're not they're not, they're they're not, not gonna allow like thing. they're not gonna allow some apex predator that is a threat to you grow on this planet because it's it's a paradise world it's meant to be a utopia for them yeah mm-hmm. everything yeah. in balance yeah um and then the other thing you said was exodite worlds mm-hmm. uh exodite eldar who have like um gone to these paradise worlds and actually colonized them uh but Exodites also will colonize any other planet mm-hmm. that they've come in contact with. with. So yeah. it's mainly they're trying staying on the fringes of space. Yeah. They're trying to stay out of the way of main. Yeah. Because just before the fall, fall of the Eldar, the some Eldar left the depravity of their brothers and settled worlds beyond the reach of everybody. They're just, they seen what's happening. They decided to do their own thing before, get out before it went too crazy. 
Mm-hmm. Now, whereas a, a paradise world is something that has been like seated and lifted up, and it's uh, the uh, an exodite world, maybe something where they've gone and they've just created a balance on the world. Like it may have been a paradise bef- from the Eldar before, and now they've settled it. Yeah. Or the exodites have found a way to work in tandem with the environment, and that's why you see with a lot of conversions and modeling, uh, Eldar riding dinosaurs. Uh, it's, yeah. it's this idea of that they have integrated fully into the ecosystem, and that they are in balance with it. They're not lording over it like we are the gods of paradise. Yeah. Uh, this is you've effectively gone into the jungle and now you are living with it yeah the the very basic idea of this one that really created exodites was like wood elves yes like in tune with nature and then you got your craft world which are like high elves yeah then you got your dark eldar which are like dark elves yeah so yeah i think very much that when we talk about exodite worlds like very much in tune with the nature mm-hmm. they're not always riding dinosaurs either no. either it could be giant spiders could be people any type on of their animal. shoulders yeah any type of animal they could ride great Be for it. um you know burlap sag uh, potato bag races you know, <laughs> just like riding humans to get to cross the finish line. no they make them go on all fours they would oh yeah <laughs> on your knees monkey <laughs> yeah so what's the next uh, type of world craft worlds mm-hmm. um and while these are not technically planets but massive spaceship sized planets or spaceships the size of planets yeah. um just like planets these ships have various environments local fauna and flora mm. Um, but because they're made of wraith bone, these planet-sized ships can grow and change to suit the need of the Eldar that live on them. Yeah. But yeah, like they're they're spaceships, but they're massive. They're huge. Yeah, it's, they'll house like the same populations that regular planets would. Yes, yeah. so. and they'll have biodomes. Like, and every craft world's different too. Like, some might be more of a. The biodomes are one of the coolest things for me yeah. because you have the different aspects which are going to be living in each biodome, so they're going to train a certain way in a specific environment. Yeah. and it's you can, the ones that always are very hard for me to rationalize are like the, the ones that are for the like the air wing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. biodomes where it's like it takes them half a second to cross the entire like dome. Well, no, these are the size of continents. Yeah, exactly. Yes. They, are, they are massive. Yeah. yeah, that's what it's kind of tough to understand the scale of. Mm-hmm. Just imagine that you're like riding a moon is like for the for the size. <laughs> yeah, sure. Now we'll scale it up. It's just a little bit easier to comprehend because I would think more like, oh, we've just lifted the entire continent and we're flying through space. No, these things are massive, like yeah. absolutely huge. And they're, they're Eldar made too. Yeah. Like, so they're oh. built to last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they're pretty cool, but mm-hmm. not technically planets, but still cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's kind of the main type of Xenos planets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to designations of planets and how the Imperium of Man makes sense of how they classify their own holdings. <laughs> the word sense does not belong. The way they yeah, do this is so funny. Mm-hmm. We'll get into it a little better. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, so first you have the geographic and top, uh, topographical. Yep. Then you have who inhabitants. And then you kind of get into this portion of it mm-hmm. so for people living at a ground level who may live in the worlds rather than you're a administratum or like a imperial navy general going we are going to go to this death world or you're in a study saying we need to go uh, assist on on this kind of world the people who are living them would more likely use the designation of where they live i'm on a agri world yeah i'm on a shrine world exactly yeah, yeah that makes sense yeah okay it's a little um, bit more intimate you're living you're living <laughs> yeah, in, yeah you're living in it yeah uh the imperium has nine official designations given to imperial planets mm-hmm. uh, that they attempt to paint them in broad strokes to uh, describe their functionality mm-hmm. and there's also yeah there's also additional um, designations that they use like kind of like an alternate yeah. one to uh, as like a description of the planet but it doesn't make 
any real sense. Oh, it's it's a because weird setup. It, it, it's it's odd how some things are given an official designation and some things are given as an alternate designation. Yeah. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna go over the official ones, and then we're going to go over the alternate ones, and then we will tell you about an actually much better way to <laughs> designate and classify the, a planet. The Lorehammer way of designating a planet. Yeah. So when you're writing your own stories, you can do it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the, the cool thing about this is you, you can classify your planet in like the way that we've kind of come up with after this, and you will have like a very solid base for what the planet looks like, how you should act on the planet, who inhabits the planet, and really cool features of the planet. Yeah. Population, tithe grades, prefixes <laughs> for the Inquisition, how draft works, what's the orbital radius, you know, <laughs> what trade to and from the planet looks like, climate, Perfect. culture. Minor details, all the minor details. <laughs> the minutia. Yeah, that paint the bigger picture for you. Temperature yeah. on a Tuesday. <laughs> uh, first, let's start with Agri Worlds yes. or Alpha. The Dexic. Alpha designation. So the majority of the population on this planet is used in the sector of food production. Uh, and 85% of the planet's surface has to be used for food production in order to be classified as an agri-world. Yeah. Which is crazy. That's a lot of a planet yeah. given yeah. to food production. Yeah. And uh, th- they these are usually located next to, like, hive worlds, which we'll talk about a little later. But they're usually used to, you know, feed the planets around them. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the one funny thing about agri-worlds, too, is, like, you know... The Imperium paints them as like these nice, like go farm on this peaceful world. Like, you know, you and your family can go here. Be a productive member. Yeah, exactly. It's so relaxing. But really, like these planets are like hellish kind yeah. of planets. They're Ravaged of, by storms. Well, yeah, and just like the toxic atmosphere, like because they just ha- they just will use you know just imagine a world full of eighty percent cows, eighty five percent cows, like. Mm-hmm. All well, not method. only that, like the pesticides and chemicals. All the pesticides, yeah. chemicals, like, you know, all their <laughs> massive farming yeah. equipment, just like it belching smoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's not a paradise world. It's not no. the idea of like the Industrial Revolution where we had just started to use machines to harvest crops. It's yeah. like you've got crop cultivation, hydroponics, pollution from the machines doing yeah. the harvesting. Yeah. It's. Uh, I actually think it's a little bit more like when you have like in in the Matrix and there's just rows and fields and fields of things, but like the sky could be bleached black and you're just like trying to. That's kind of how I see it. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) trying to get some food. I do like the the idea though that animal fodder still exists in in 40k. It's something that can kind of be overlooked of like what sort of meats do people eat. Like Um, I think like the the primary one is it called a grox. Mm -hmm. It is like an ox, like like a cow. Like Yeah, 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 yeah. And so that you still would have like. These animals would not be treated nicely. It's you, you need <laughs> no. to feed populations, and an agri world population can range. I I've seen different numbers for what you can expect on these worlds, but the people who are living there are spread widely across the surface. Yeah, it's pretty sparsely populated yeah. because, especially because the technology for the Imperium is so high. Like it, you don't need a lot of people to yeah. farm these massive tracts of land. Yeah, it's not it's not dense. It's no. large farmlands, a couple groups uh, within a you know certain. Um, Acreage, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, farming out all of the, like, reaping the earth to feed the many mouths of the right. Imperium. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. wild. Um, next, we'll talk about uh, civilized worlds or gamma. Gamma designation. Oof. hate these. Designation gamma. Gamma, 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 gamma. Uh, these are the most common type of Imperial world. 
They are self-sufficient worlds that uh, create a tithe to the Imperium. So these are the worlds you want. Yeah, really. especially yeah. because the Imperium doesn't have to put any extra resources into maintaining these. Yeah, but they collect money from them, so and it's perfect. And, yeah, yeah exactly. massive yeah. populations in the millions and billions, and everybody gets taxed hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, sounds like real world <laughs> well they're actually pretty self-sustaining like, yeah, um, in yeah. terms yeah. of their their industry but like so they, is earth like yeah. earth is like a yeah. we create everything we need like they'll have carefully managed uh like food production facilities but they're not agri worlds yeah the, the agri worlds are like this whole planet can be dedicated to the sole purpose because we can export the materials across our our segmentum or across the the human empire yeah these you might be able to feed people but i don't think you're gonna have too many grocks you're gonna have a lot more like you know beyond meat you're gonna have like some synthetic <laughs> uh creation yeah. well it's gonna depend on like the what's available to the planet and what grows there naturally right yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah these are great ones for the empire yeah um yeah the next one can be anything really that's that's all on that yeah. the next ones are not so great for the empire so a dead world is a world that designation is... delta delta Five. delta 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 you're doing like the Ganyu squad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they are sterile, completely devoid of life, no atmosphere, incapable of supporting a population. Yeah. A, a dead world is actually pretty commonly created after an exterminatus. Uh -huh. Or a Tyranid invasion. Or a Tyranid invasion. Yep. yep. Just bad a, gas. Barren rock. As in like. Nurgle. Nurgle bad. Nurgle gas. Somebody farted on the planet. That's a dead world. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Typhus. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with a death world designation delta tau death death, 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 death. <laughs> fuck uh these worlds are hostile to human life because two potential factors either the environment's going to kill you or the creatures on the planet are. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah the planets that have continuous cycle of environmental disasters such as volcanic wastelands ion storms radioactive storms sandstorms storm storms Storms, 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 yeah. storms it's, it's anything you know, whatever that you want. humans just can't naturally live in. Yeah, like we're Huge pretty, tidal we're waves that constantly flood half yeah. the surface. Like, the planet is too dangerous itself yeah. to yeah. Su support large-scale human civilization. Yes. Yeah. But it's not like a sentient thing that's trying to kill you. No, it's, it's forces just, of nature. Yes, yeah. yeah. So that's one way. And then, and then the other one would be like an, an animal that's intent is to actually kill you. Or a plant whose intent is yeah. to actually kill you. Yeah. yeah. The predation uh, yeah. of the, the wildlife is like, uh, you have to be living in bunkers. You, you can't freely move between settlements yeah. without a, like an armed convoy or some sort yeah. of airborne transport. Who's that uh, one cetacean? Is it Sly Marbo? I'm thinking mm. of the one that, who like... Tell me more. The, who's that one cetacean? Well, there's multiple. No, he, yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's like Rambo. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Marbo, Rambo. Yeah, yeah. it's just an animal. Sly Marbo. Yeah, yeah, but... You need him if you want to live on these planets. <laughs> yeah. um, but the interesting thing about death worlds where it's like the animals and the plants is they're described as like um, like a very finely balanced ecosystem. Because not only are these plants and animals trying to kill you, they're also constantly killing each other. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so it's described as a, a finely balanced ecosystem that hovers between continual destruction and lightning fast reproduction it's the circle of life <laughs> it's the fastest circle and you've ever seen <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah um would uh do people like have science expeditions or training on these planets yeah or is it just no one goes there no they're, they're usually inhabited um yeah, they're not they're, like a research station these are actual like populated yeah. And the two main reasons why people will populate them is to get an Imperial Guard regiment who's like super hardy 
who can survive to train them exactly basically. okay yeah. yeah or as in astarte's home world mm-hmm. oh really or not home world uh, recruiting yeah, world. yeah so they'll like know. put a bunch of humans there make them survive grow strong babies yeah, yeah. and then take the babies Pick the babies. Pick them babies. Because I'm baby. <laughs> the cat. Did I ever send you that? I don't know. So after a um, death world comes the hive worlds. Eric's looking at pictures of babies, I think. No, cats. Oh. Eight. Oh, yes. <laughs> hive worlds are also known by their designation of... Oh, sorry. Designation Ada. Hive, 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 hive. <laughs> uh, these are actually my favorite worlds because it's different than the civilized ones where you're thinking civilized, high population, like a lot of people cramped together. Educated, uh, cultural. <laughs> yeah, hive worlds are not that. They are 20. These are like one of the, the 40K planets. Like This yes. is like yes. when you think 40K. Stack people on top of people. Everything is crime, And pollution, then put a little more people on there. And more people. <laughs> just, just salt the taste. Just a little sprinkling of yeah. more people. Um, they have continent-sized cities. Yes, they are absolutely. Yeah, that can go like miles into the sky or into the earth or whatever. Mm -hmm. So hive worlds actually make up around 10 to 25% of all Imperial planets. Yeah. Which is a dumb number. Now, I imagine that they're also taxed higher than the civilization. uh, civilized How do you collect tax from someone when you have no designation for them, though? Because you can't count the population, so how do you know? There's still going to be a planetary governor. Like, I'm not saying that there's going to be a census for a hive world, but the planetary governor could probably then use the police force who then make dirty deals with the people. And then you imagine that everyone has a tithe that has to be paid up to whoever their supervisor is. That it's, uh, it's effectively run by cults. So let, let's talk about tithes for a quick second. So, yeah. Most tithes are just people. Your tithe yeah. is people. Yeah. And they'll take those people if they have to. Yeah. So Most like, tithes are. There, there is yeah. a separate tithe to like the ecclesiarchy, but yes. that one's not. At, that's not the main imperial tithe. The no. main imperial tithe is the human. Yeah. So well, it's or not just resources. That, like if you're that, if you're like a resource rich planet, like yes. an agri world's tithe is not its people; it's the food. A mining yes. world's planet is is the resources it gives. Yes, but mostly it is people. It depends on what your planet is. No, but no, but it like mostly by games, people. workshops, yeah, standard lore, of tithe. Well, I mean, it that, makes it makes sense. it is when people. We say that's that, what they define well, it as. We say sip. Okay, but you can rationalize this. <laughs> I'm not rationalizing. I'm telling you, Eric. Once again, I'm telling you the main tithe. You're right. We shouldn't try and figure out why the main tithe is people, though. We should just no. You should just it accept as, it. Yeah, that's what because that's do, what we do with games workshop. We just accept. No, that's what you need. Oh my god! My god! civilized world you could have more currency based like paying people off what i was trying to get to with hive worlds is that yes you'll have more like dirty deals and like paying with weapons and crime and corruption but it hive worlds are also where people will get scooped up as slaves and thralls and oh, yeah. t- taken into different like expeditions oh, yeah. and stuff yeah like, like they need to colonize a new world they're just here come onto the ship it's full of food and then you know everyone's climbing onto the ship and then they close the ship door yeah. there's no food but they ship you to another planet. or they won't even provide that promise because yeah. uh, in um one of the uh, in the forge of mars uh series like skatari with uh fucking cattle prods just show up and they start collaring people and they're like yeah. you're coming with us <laughs> yeah exactly yeah you got no sure. choice <laughs> that'll happen um, so their resource output is people, but they also make things like smaller things. And, and oh, yeah. hive worlds are also where we see the gangs of Necromunda. Um, so you've got these smaller niches within the, the game, uh, framework. Oh, sure. Uh, where there's like different technology that exists on them. You've, um, many stories of like an inquisitor going to a hive world involves some sort of seedy underbelly, like crime and, yeah. um, uh, drama for that. So yeah. With a population of trillions, you can come up with a lot of different storylines there. Yep. So, um, giant 
planet-wide cities though yeah um oftentimes too like outside the city uh, it's usually uninhabitable mm-hmm. either it's so polluted on the outside or they just haven't colonized the outside and it's you know just barren desert or whatever it may mm-hmm. be usually the only safe spot safe is in the hive city itself yeah, exactly <laughs> was that a fart no. <laughs> i thought that was the door pardon moi ah. <laughs> so after hive worlds feudal worlds yes designation moo Moo, moo, <laughs> that'd be moo, moo, because we're Dragon Ball Z people. That's, That's Pokemon. Pokemon. Oh. <laughs> Mark is not the best at what's pop the, culture. What's the all animes are boo. the same, right? Boo. Boo. Oh, oh. Boo. They look feudal, similar, feudal. don't no, they? Boo actually has an similar M. enough. Who oh. has an M as Whoa, the symbol? It's all connected. Oh my god! That, he's a That's for ma- that's for Majin. Majin Boo. Majin Boo. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Okay. That's not... Who's Mew? So feudal worlds um, <laughs> exist to talking at, cat, okay? <laughs> at the medieval level of technology, uh, whether they had got like blasted back to medieval times by a warp storm and they were disconnected from the rest of the Imperium, or maybe there's some sort of critical mismanagement yeah. <laughs> yeah. by the administratum where it's like we're gonna stop sending you books yeah, and yeah, STC we... materials. <laughs> That's all it is. It was just a it's just a clerical error yeah. that has forced this planet to go from like. Uh, technological advanced like, human advanced star civilization to using like swords <laughs> and shields that's hilarious yeah. some guy missed a keystroke yeah and they just stopped supplying this planet so yeah. like from it, it could even be by choice too but sure he, i like yours better he meant to send like in like an ah file for like uh you know advanced uh heronometics or something like he's trying to send a science file heronometics just go with it and then he ends up getting like you know animal husbandry right, right, instead right, yeah. and it's, it's like oh it's like the um age of empires like how you can research things yeah like, let's research like bombardments but they sent the wrong kind of bombardments they send like cannons not like send me a tank i'll send you gunpowder right like, damn exactly. it <laughs> Yeah. Um, That'd be kind of funny. This is somewhat tied to Night Worlds, though. Would a Night World be separate from this? Yes, completely okay. separate. Yeah, you can you can have a Night World that's a feudal world, but you could also have a Night World that's a civilized world, or even on a Forge World. Or yeah. a Forge World makes sense. Yeah. Or an Agri World. Okay. okay. Um, another key thing about feudal worlds is they're usually governed by an arist- aristocracy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so Some kind yeah. of warlord. Yeah, exactly. Somebody in charge of everybody, kind of keeping the peasants down. Mm-hmm. Well, keeping them where they belong. Yeah. Underfoot. <laughs> Under the heel. Nice. <laughs> We're back. This actually was when I was first <laughs> learning about 40K, what really clarified how the organizational structure of the Imperium works is that the Imperium writ large doesn't really care too much about who's running the planet. No, like it's they're usually like, left to their own devices. Yeah. All you have to do is fulfill Pay your, your tithe. tithe. And yeah. you can run it however your your system <laughs> yeah. dictates is, is manageable. Yeah. And, and even when it comes to, like, religion, they're often, like, co-opt the current religion on the planet. Yeah. And just, like, Twist it oh, to the yeah, yeah, cult. you worship... Um, a, a sun god. Well, well that the was emperor. the emperor yeah. the whole time. But it would also be, like, think of the, the... To try and be a central planet for, like, hundreds of thousands of planets is like impossible yeah impossible you can't you can't do it you it's more of a yeah it's like a necessity you have to let planets self-manage you know (laughs) yeah um having said that too like the one thing that like is located on every like imperial world will be uh an adeptus arbites fortress which Mm -hmm. is like space cops Mm -hmm. and there are certain laws that everyone has to follow Mm -hmm. don't steal 
No, that's not even. No, that's even encouraged. They're actually more like pay your tithe, not don't yes. do this. It's more this is what the Imperium needs. Yeah, and and they just make sure no one's turning into yeah. a cult, essentially. And they keep a loose eye Checklist. on that. Are you a cultist? No. Our work here is done. Essentially, yeah. Um, Wait a second. The, the, the rules Shows here you didn't pay your tithe five cultist. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> That's the sign. The appropriating your life. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and it's kind of an interesting picture to picture that on like a feudal world because mm-hmm. they have like high levels of technology, vehicles and stuff compared to people with pitchforks potentially you yeah. know like that's the easiest guard station of your your career yeah, yeah. as an arbites yeah <laughs> um, i've got my semi-automatic weapon and a power suit what do you got yeah. pitchfork. good luck it's like one one person for like a continent yeah because they have they can just speed over to wherever they need to be but wait what if somebody had a pitchfork and a goat <laughs> the goat. two people now well now, now, now he's got a mount so <laughs> exactly <laughs> He's an all-terrain mount. <laughs> but couldn't uh, couldn't some of these feudal worlds be even like less advanced, like Stone Age? There's a designation for that, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's one that gets even worse than feudals. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the next one we'll talk about though right now is research stations. Nation Row. Research, research. <laughs> and these aren't a planet. It's just nothing more than like it could be a floating rock you that they're have, yeah. monitoring. It could be. You could be an asteroid. Could be on a death world even. Could like be, it could yeah. be kind of anything. It's this is it's a weird designation because it's it's really just meaning like hey there's not a human population here there's just. No some people yeah there's it's not in the uh the show notes but this may also be where you have mining worlds and industrial worlds fallen is that they're not a civilized planet it's more of a an outpost it's a thing sure yeah because um for for research they're like they're not necessarily owned by like the mechanicus it's you can have a research station or a research um planet that's just a floating rock that is owned by some members of you know, insert imperial like the order of Kronos or something. Rogue you know? trader potentially yep. even has one. But yeah, yeah. Because because how hard is it to go to a world, stab your flag down, and be like mine now if there's no one there? Yeah, it's keeping it. That's the problem. <laughs> Are you paying your tithe? <laughs> there's three of us on the planet. Are Got you it? paying your? Tithe? I take one and three. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't give change, so one of you is coming with us. <laughs> yeah, uh, Forge Worlds. <gasps> Designation five. These are about as insignificant as Tau worlds. Go to hell. Go to hell. You son of a bitch. And this is the one Jordan wanted to hear. Forge worlds are planets run by the Adeptus Mechanicus, and they function (laughs) as their own independent empire within the Imperium of Man. Are you paying your tithe? They don't pay the same tithe. Mm-hmm. They actually have a different tax structure that goes through their uh, their dominus, which is goddamn. Which, which yeah. it it also helps Special reinforce their snowflakes. autonomy. <laughs> Special snowflakes. It helps ensure their autonomy. These are the worlds where they produce, manufacture, and have resource output for arms, weapons, and technology. It sounds like just a manufacturing world. That's entirely what it is. And if we thought that the other worlds were bad for like pollution and like yeah. uh, damage <laughs> to the planet, like there's entire continents that have been lifted up because they just want to get at the the minerals within and right. the entire ecosystem has been destroyed oh yeah these are going to be barren husks by the time they're done or if not a barren husk a desert wasteland where most of the the damage and technology is underneath almost kind of becoming 
tombs to te- human technology by themselves. Mm. Uh, Mars is a case example of that, that there are entire industrial architecture systems that are deep underground that have been lost either through the scrap code of the Horus heresy, through the long night and all of the corruption that existed when warp storms were plaguing the galaxy, or the um, men of iron with the AI wars. Like You've sure. got stuff that go deep, deep down, and you're like, this is an awful existence yeah so angry yeah. worlds will also usually be attached to these ones too mm-hmm. yeah um, like you got it there's they, no way to they probably it. wouldn't have any food right yeah there's no way to rely entirely on it although they probably world. would like have like some type of vac grown food but just not yeah. not enough yeah they probably have like some well, kind of algae that grows but you also oh, yeah, need, yeah, yeah, you yeah. also need like some kind of presence to make repairs to any of the stuff that's happening yeah. on your angry worlds because those peasants aren't allowed to they don't know. They're not allowed. They got pitchfork level of technology. <laughs> they don't have to. <laughs> not in the agri world. Oh yeah, they'd yeah, be yeah. pretty advanced. <laughs> yeah, For- Forge worlds advanced are farming technology. Forge worlds are also not a tourist destination. If we're talking about your Imperium of Man, come sweet, trip. see no the brochure. green lakes of yeah Forge world. Come see the volcanic forges. <laughs> yeah, that'll melt your face off. Because they are so valuable to the Imperium of Man for the resources, they don't want a lot of people going to and from for risk of some sort of corruption or trade or infiltration. Don't want that trade <laughs> well i mean like the regard of if you were to like you know disseminate the ability for an agri world to like entirely carry out its own trade yeah so it'd be like heavily restricted you're going through single ports to get to the world and it, also for space marine chapters when they send like a tech marine or something like that yeah you go to that world and it's like all connection is cut off before you go back to your chapter they're yeah. very secretive and they don't want you to know what's going on yeah so that's the forward world so pretty insignificant is that what we landed great. on them it's i'm kind of curious <laughs> my face i'm kind of curious does uh okay with all the with these like different worlds with such a um each each of them with each classification it has like a very different um emphasis on what they do mm-hmm. obviously that would like change each world's culture significantly mm-hmm. oh, yeah. they, they would almost like i'm kind of wondering like uh you know like a forge world next to um i don't know hive world like their cultures would be so different would they even like recognize one another like would their language even be the same probably not no yeah no. well there is colloquialisms com- definitely but there is like a common there's gothic and low gothic yeah and anyone okay. who would actually deal with like any ambassadors will know low gothic in the imperium right but is there gothic. any talk of like even like um like a uh uh what do you call it like a dialect uh oh yeah yeah, yeah. like uh, on, on so, different planets yeah yeah um a good example is like uh a space marine chapter white scars sure 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 we'll go with them mm-hmm. go with them well i don't know much about them i thought that was what oh gonna... no i was gonna t- talk about um horace and his planet um it starts with a Cthonia. C. yeah Cthonia. Mm-hmm. they're known for having a very very uh harsh sounding very recognizable sounding leg uh, oh, okay. language that even like um Space Marines in the same Legion when, like, they had Legionnaires from Terra and Legionnaires from Cthonia. Like, you could tell just by the sound of their voice, like... The, where they're, they're some were, like, the ori- origin and some were, like, the new yeah. Marines. Right, right. But also, yeah. to get, like, beyond Even language, because there the is high language. and low Gothic, what you're talking about with, like, the cultural differences is that yeah. it's... The galaxy is so big, so even the Forge Worlds have very different cultures. Totally. Like, yeah. they're all modeled yeah. on Mars, but they all have their very unique ways of kind of representing that. Yeah. Medieval worlds... All you, like, all you have to do is look at the difference like to have between... Technology, fuck you. What? Mm. What? <laughs> All some, you have to do is some like, like to fuck technology and some like the technology to fuck you. Oh my god! <laughs> On a forge world, yeah. All you have to do That's... is look at the differences between like South America 
and like dirty shit and Asia, right? right? Like oh, the differences we have, like within a dirty. single planet over yeah, the course yeah. of what, like, well, yeah, ten thousand exactly. years. But then also to be on a completely separate planet and to have like a way bigger difference of technology. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. it would make it would be impossible if you were to say everyone spoke the same language. Yeah. Also, how the what the planet's the neighbor is like yeah, you, for, for for night worlds to be right next to a forged world, the close bond that they would have of the like upkeep of the the knights. I like to imagine like a medieval world right next to or a, a feudal world right next to a hive world. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have this one world where it's like very backwards, uh, <laughs> like regressive in their Wait, technology. Which one is backwards? Yeah. That's the trick. But I mean, like one is more heavily populated, <laughs> yes. like has like major drug problems, and then you've got these people who are farmers who are like, "What is going on on that world?" Because they would probably. I'm just gonna get my head down and do my work. <laughs> exactly. So. Hope my lord doesn't take my daughter prima nocte. <laughs> so every time after uh, after Forge Worlds come yeah. feral. So worlds. this is our last imperial designation. And, and this is designation is Phi Lambda. Phi Lambda. This describes a level of technology that barely that as like your university house. Like you go back to school and you're like, we're from House Phi Lambda. It's just like don't go talk to those people from the Forge World over there. Um, so this describes a level of technology that barely exists. These humans live in pre-black powder or even stone age, and it has a mainly hunter-gatherer population. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the things is due to the constant danger on these planets, Adeptus Astartes will use them, their populations as recruits. Yeah. But which can be said about a lot of these planets, Yeah, actually, that we've already covered. Yeah. Um, one of the things I read about this was that the Imperium of Man, like the Administratum, regards these worlds as populated but relatively useless because <laughs> yeah. they're not focused. They don't no. have a industry yeah. that they've – they're kind of just pulling themselves out of nothing. Yeah. And it's like, well, well, what can you contribute as a whole? And thanks yeah. to the Prime Directive, you know, we're not actually going to interfere <laughs> within these planets. Nope, we're going to still tithe them. <laughs> we yeah, still need you, those bodies. We're still going to tax you. <laughs> can you imagine being, like, uh, taken as a slave or a thrall and you're, like, this giant ship comes down, grabs you – you're a population of like a medieval world or a feral planet and then you get put onto a ship with all these guardsmen from like hive worlds and civilized worlds and you're like just what that would do to your understanding of the galaxy it's funny that you go back even like to feudal or feral like just imagine like us us right now if a huge ship came down took us and took you and now we're specifically you specifically me (laughs) only you (laughs) you three are just like well that's a and probably butthole like you said guardsmen but at least guardsmen look like humans yeah what if it was a member of a forge world yeah or a space marine that showed i I would i well if if they're taking just me i'd be like so long suckers going to mars (laughs) of course i would have to recognize the fact that i'm not going to become you'd become a priest i would be a monotask server oh yeah one giant robot arm, and I am... Res- All you do is lift, lift one, one box, box and put it over there. The other, yeah. Oh, the box is empty, too. <laughs> that's, the, that's the Imperium in a nutshell. His hopes and dreams. <laughs> oh. I'll keep moving boxes till the end of time. The boxes are empty. <laughs> yeah. So those are the main nine designations of Imperial planets. Um, they also have a bunch of alternate classifications. And uh, some of these make sense, and others mm-hmm. don't quite... Yeah. Why are they not main ones? Yes. But let's go through them. Um, Adeptus Astartes homeworld. Should Pretty be, clear. Should be a main classification, though. I don't know if it should be. I don't think it should be. I think Ball should be classified as like a death. A, a so, Adeptus Astartes or, or, homeworld. Or simplifying it as a chapter world, because that's its whole purpose. Is the like because you might well, have Adeptus an Adeptus Astartes. But, it's just the, the. No, I know, but what I'm saying is that you're going to have other industries that exist on the world. Like yeah. Adeptus Astartes homeworld is the people are pulled from there, but. 
does a home world also include like all the it says their like, fortress monastery and, yeah not necessarily though but, so ball has their fortress monastery oh sure, yeah. on sure. Their world. so it will depend on the chapter because some call their home world but they literally don't have a base on it they just take populations from mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. some have multiple home worlds where they do this from mm-hmm. even but, but then it's not a home world. I guess it's not that's a home world. That's just a recruitment then, world. Yeah, but they, they, it doesn't have to have this match of massive fortress where the Astartes are ruling over the population. But, but they will have a tie to it, right? If that home yes, world yes. is getting attacked or invaded, yes. they will specifically go because yeah. that is their home world. Yes, yes. But it doesn't mean... Yeah. It doesn't mean there's a fortress monastery, exactly. sure. So but they I, do... I don't think it should be a main main category this it's is problematic a it is problematic because are you just pulling the population or do you have a fortress there? It could or be you, either. Yeah, but... Because then, it, with all of the worlds within the ultra ultramarines, like there, there are many, many worlds. Would all yeah. of them then be a chapter or a no. step? No, no, they would. They have other. They have their other designations. Like, just, just imagine, like, so if it was, you have this hive world. You forget the fact that it's a hive world because it's in Stardew's home world. But it's like, that's such a minor thing. Like there, there's a there's a population of trillions on this planet, and the the chapter is only taking ten guys every year. Like. The, no. the rest of the trillion people are just standing there waiting like well we're not gonna do nothing because we're uh well i don't start his home world like i don't think uh first of all i don't think they're only taking 10 people per year 50 i think they're taking hundreds of thousands definitely not that's definitely and they're all not. just dying no it, it, no it depends like what's the how many people are left in the chapter are there five are they trying to rebuild an entire Sure. space marine chapter sure. or are sure. they the ultramarines where they already have almost full strength sure right so well, i think that that depends on them. they're not taking just 10 but like it's i think this is more i don't think you could just signifier. ignore the fact that there's a chapter on this planet like if you designate some chapters literally you wouldn't know the chapter so home world are you categorizing or? ball as just a death world um yeah and that's all the only designation you're giving it for the Imperium way that they do it, yes. But I also think the Imperium way that they do it is fucking Well, that's retarded. what I'm saying. I think you should, you would also in- include the Adeptus Astartes as like a true designation no, I, for I, them. No, I kind of agree. It's a tack on. I think, I think it's just a small tag to a larger yeah. uh, descriptor. I think that this is more of a, what is your founding world? Like, where did the chapter announce that it is now a chapter? Because you're still going to pull populations from different worlds within this designation. Like, you could have a civilized Astartes recruitment world you could have a civilized feudal world that would be interesting um civilized yeah sure or, no that's you know, fine so this is more of a do the astartes have a significant holding there yes or no and that's all it is it's yeah. a an extra signifier yeah exactly um next one yep. let's talk about cardinal worlds so these yes, are yes quite yes what's on a cardinal world mark what is that this is one of the cardinals of the world <laughs> teaching you about the faith of the imperial are you going to touch my wiener no <laughs> i already did no <laughs> uh these are like uh planets that are populated by the ecclesiarchy you know they have shrines there like their churches their monasteries um you know all the holy books. All the holy uh, books. Yep. Yeah. Big shrines. Big shrines. Statues upon statues upon statues upon statues. Yeah. Giant places of education. <laughs> well, Indoctrination. Yes. Indoctrination. <laughs> <Yeah>. Church <laughs> education. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're basically home, or not home worlds, but worlds controlled by the ecclesiarchy. Yeah. Uh, next one is. You think there's a lot of like scola progenums on oh, those? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Say so, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, are you more likely to. I think like. So if you have a system mm-hmm. and. Like, do you think there's school of progenums on hive worlds? Hmm. I 
I would say yes. If if you have a ecclesiarchy, yeah, like imagine a city you've got a ecclesiarchy and uh, holding there, they may have one, and they bring people from the community. This is like just writ large. This yeah. is like your entire planet is focused on this thing. Yeah, it's just hive hive worlds just seem dangerous. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Whereas Scola like, Progenum's like officers' children are going to these places. Yeah. So you the the thing about hive worlds is you have the incredibly rich and you got everybody else hmm. the incredibly rich you know they they recruit people oh, into sure. their okay officers yeah, yeah so you know when they die they could go to this they're not just taking orphans from the lower um well not just them. taking those they're not taking those why not they anyone that shows potential sure sure yeah. i just don't think they would ever go down there to check for that potential maybe they would I don't know. maybe they would but yeah. Yeah, Scolopogenums, they could be on Hive World. I just don't think it'd be... They're not just taking in orphans, though. Hmm. We did it. Cemetery Worlds. This is Where dumb. Where I wish this I This is what? dumb. No. Uh, Why? Because people are dying all over the place. Mm-hmm. So to have one world set for a Cemetery World, no. I, I would imagine that it would be like, what is the affluence or what is the importance of the person who died? So you may have a Cemetery World where... Oh, these really important people. I would move the corpses, if it's the ecclesiarchy, I would move them into a holding on a cardinal world to keep them protected within the shrines. What about this, though? Mm. This is why cemetery worlds exist. Now, we're thinking of our traditional barium six feet under type situation. Right. No, they're in a spaceship, right? And they have meat grinder, mm-hmm. and they just... Chew them up, chew them up, launch the bodies. Make human fondue. Make human fondue (laughs) onto the planet (laughs) to fertilize the soil, and in 50 years it becomes... An angry world. <laughs> Horrifying. <laughs> Grimdark. How do you feel about that? I'm now okay with cemetery no, worlds I'm okay make with a little that. more I'm sense. Okay, I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> no, but cemetery worlds, too, are like vast mausoleums of non-shredded human... Yeah, a lot of people have enough money to create like a crypt for themselves, right? But, sure. But, you know, uh, kinda, land is a premium. I kind of thought like the Imperium would just like launch dead bodies into the sun or into a sun (laughs) yeah yeah Imperium is also about like creating like a lasting legacy empire it depends on who you are though like if you're a guardsman then yes jordan are you even getting picked that's what i'm thinking there's so many just expendable worthless people but there's there's also so many people who want to have like a claim to fame and yeah because numbers because when we think of the galaxy and like the billions and billions and billions yeah. there's gonna be more people dying without any celebration or any yeah. ceremony but like high high lords of terror terror are gonna be like buried on cemetery worlds like oh my god yeah. they're, they're having like a city large like yeah. high lords of terror are extremely important yeah, yeah like the, these are the people that are being buried on cemetery worlds and not a planetary just the governor sure yeah like, well or the guardsmen who found the sdc for a new combat knife who are each given a planet those they're, are space marines but yes I thought they were guardsmen. No, they were scouts. They were scouts. But anyways, um, yeah, like it's not just, they're not gathering every guardsman, putting them on this planet. These are wealthy, affluent people. We also have to think about how cemeteries we traditionally think of as like, we try to make them a little bit more beautiful. Like we'll have gardens and Mm. we'll have things run around. I also imagine this is like, you're putting the bodies there because it's A, convenient. Um, (laughs) It may not be the most like... um, terraformed planet like maybe there's very low atmosphere so there's yeah. not much you can do with it yeah so you say well let's just put the caskets of all these dead lords there sure yeah, yeah. And they don't find it worth their time to actually change it yeah, so yeah. Like, might as well yeah uh up next we got fortress worlds um so a good example of a fortress world is cadia um and it's just a world that is dedicated to defending a certain particular valuable asset 
um, whether that be a stable warp route or, mm-hmm. you know, could be defending a hive city or, or a hive world or whatever. It's a fortress world. Everything on that world is built up to be a military power. Mm-hmm. You know, they have guardsmen regiments where all they do is just train. All they do is just become weapons training. Yeah. 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 Watch posts, exactly. Planetarian system like advance notice if you know Tyranid High Fleet is snaking its way. Closer. Yeah, yeah. Like a fortress world, like could potentially be like Pluto if we put a bunch of like weapon platforms on Pluto. Pluto, you know. Yeah. And then the the thing that always works with maps is that the planet is in a relatively like stable single space. Mm-hmm. But I just thought of if something was coming from our quote unquote galactic east and we put all these guns on Pluto, but then when it arrives, the yeah. orbit of Pluto is on the complete opposite oh, yeah. side. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is so <laughs> dumb. Yeah. So some of the fortress worlds. Also, ma- you can come from the top. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Some <laughs> fortress worlds will have giant uh, planetary engines that will rip them out of their natural <laughs> orbit to put them into the space. Yeah. We see this also with like uh, attack moons. Yeah. Like this could kind of fit that designation. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Where it's, you've, you've got giant guns or the planet is a gun uh, <laughs> and goddamn gun planets. Well, there is, there's one word they, they, they haul asteroids um, iron rich or mineral rich into it's like targeting area and then they just throw these asteroids at the planet which then shoots them back out like a rail gun (laughs) across the system it's just like i like it okay (laughs) that's a fortress world yeah exactly um frontier worlds frontier worlds are um worlds on the edges of space that are either recently colonized think of like the wild wild west you know on the frontier wiki wiki wild wild west jim west desperado Okay, no, we're not going to do that. Uh, Frontier World, like, um, yeah, the Wild West. Yeah. They're, they're in the beginning stages of even domesticating animals uh, that might be present on the yep. planet or wiping them out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as is tradition. Yeah. Um, oftentimes, these worlds are, like, one of the few worlds where, like, they're willing to make deals with Xenos. Mm-hmm. Because they're not only not, not monitored. Yeah. yeah, there's no infrastructure, and they're, they're not really monitored by the Imperium. You know, they're... They're just kind of there, doing their thing, trying to survive, trying to create a life for themselves. Okay. Yeah. Industrial worlds. Um, so this is more like a level of technology. So we had like feral worlds. We had feudal worlds. Um, we, this is kind of like they've reached the industrial era. You know, they're, they're using machines. So it could be an agri uh, industrial yeah. world. Yeah. And, and the mechanicas don't own these. They can be owned by any yep. lord or yep. um, planetary governor. Yep. And it's just, that's their system of where they are in their development. Exactly. Um, What's next? Night Night worlds. worlds. So night worlds are, you know, where an Imperial night house or a Mechanicum night house is founded. Mm -hmm. Um, They train. Founded or has a base. Yeah. Both. Founded. Well. Because usually night nights, they don't travel. They don't travel. They're not very nomadic. They will set up and that's our our world. Yeah. Because it's all about like legacy and stuff. So like, Christians mm. will be there, like every, like all of their. Is that how you say it? Mm. <laughs> it's a made up word. You can say it however the fuck you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're they're cool. Um, lots of times people get like that feudal night world vibe, but that's not always what a night world yeah. is. You could have a night civilized world on a hive world. world yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, civilized world, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, mining worlds, pretty self-explanatory. These are worlds that they mine. Um, you would assume like very resource rich. Some of these yeah. don't have a lot of details, and you just have to assume. But like, so if an agro world, you have to have like what was it, eighty percent, eighty five percent, eighty five percent has to be dedicated to that. You could assume that mining worlds to be classified as that. Similar you'd need eighty five percent. Yep. Paradise worlds. 
Uh, we we kind of talked about these with the um, with the, the Eldar. Eldar, but there are worlds out there that are just paradise worlds that the Eldar didn't make. Yeah, um, they're rare. Yeah, and usually these are held for like uh, people high up people to retire on or to vacation, vacation to. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Try to get away so, from the stress of your job. Yeah, and it's crazy because the yeah. Lord's been gone for thirty years, and <laughs> like his entire planet is falling into disarray. But the master, I was like, well, no, he's on vacation right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's paying off the right people. Yeah, never comes back. Um, but yeah, these are one of the few worlds like that the Imperium kind of leaves untouched. Um, they intentionally keep them as a paradise world. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't ever plan on like. Um, disturbing disturbing the peace like they they fight off predators or yeah. whatever but they they're intentionally keeping it as like a place to go for higher ups now they, they, they can also they can yeah. also fight to keep it because uh paradise world can either be a naturally occurring phenomenon if we know 40k though it probably isn't it probably had yeah. something to do with the old gods or the eldar seeding something yeah so again humans come along and go by our classification this is a paradise world uh, let's uh take yeah. this uh, and then the elder are like that's our paradise <laughs> yeah, world yeah. they roam in and just start blasting them off the continent <laughs> yeah now it's no longer... Now nobody wins. Now, now nobody, nobody wins. gets it. It's burning uh, the whole world. Next one is um, one of my favorite. Uh, penal worlds. Uh, like prisons. penal. Well, I just figured you would make a joke out of it. And mm-hmm. I was just trying to bring us to a higher standard no. for this here podcast. No, if you say anything with P-E-N, I'm going to make a dick joke. So, also Colin known as penal. prison worlds. Prison worlds <laughs> uh, are... You want to go to prison so you can get... <laughs> penal worlds are... Um, where you were sending all of your less desirables from across the <laughs> yeah. Australia. If Australia doesn't, doesn't exist. Uh, this is the hypothetical Australia. You've got your you've got thieves, even for the most minor things, it's they have no value to the Imperium other than their labor, so they may go there and they may be working on fixing belts, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or they may be uh, sent there to do hard labor, yeah. or even sent there as a holding until either a, a chapter or a forge world or someone comes along to make use of their human material. Yeah. yeah. It's also I'm kinda of interested, like you can have a penal world that is like an industrial world dedicated to manufacturing something yep, yep. or like a mining world dedicated or an agri world like yep, if, absolutely like yes you're like a prisoner or whatever but you still better you gotta still you still gotta pay your taxes yeah you know um another cool thing that comes from penal worlds is they often do penal regiments where mm, yes um <laughs> Well, the, Sometimes, the conversion for that is actually kind of interesting. You've got all these people in like orange jumpsuits, and you're like, you throw them a las gun, and you say, yeah. survive. If that, yeah, yeah. Um, if they, that, I don't know if stick. they have rules still anymore, but they used to have rules where um, you'd roll like a dice at the beginning of the game, and that would be what they come equipped with. So some were knife fighters, some were like, um, I forget what they were all called, but yeah. like it gave you a different flavor for how the unit worked. Um, but yeah, usually these uh, these penal world like penal legion or penal regiments. Oh yeah. Um, they they sometimes don't even get weapons at all. Yeah, go um, body rush them. Yeah, exactly. Take what you can, shoot with that. Yeah, and they bribe them with like, if you actually accomplish this, then yeah, then you you're a suicide your sentence, squad. Good yeah, luck. your sentence yeah. is com- com- complete or whatever. Yeah, so but it's never complete, Mark. No, because you don't have a weapon and you're charging an orc <laughs> <laughs> who's hungry. Who's hungry for some. Fondue, fondue, human fondue. <laughs> After a, uh, I love that you're trolling Christian on a text chat right now. <laughs> and now he's gonna hear this in a week and know that you're trolling him. Yeah, but until then, the troll <laughs> continues. 
Uh, I just after, keep getting messages. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah. Eric, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, um, quarantined worlds. So these could be, they could be quarantined for a variety of reasons. Yeah, this one's actually kind of cool. You could get some really cool stories Let's come out up of with these worlds. Three good reasons okay. that you should have a quarantine. I'm going to steal world. Eric's and okay. I'm going to say it's a tomb world. So they quarantined it. So Xeno's presence. There's a Xenos yeah. presence on a planet, and so the Imperium, while they want it or whatever, said no one's allowed there while yeah. they deal with it. Yeah. Maybe um, the Xenos isn't a threat. They can't get off world, and they just don't have the resources maybe they're studying to deal with it. them. Maybe they're studying it. Maybe sure. it's uh, not considered dangerous enough to like actually be a threat, but no, no, you know, humanity isn't allowed to yeah. fraternize. They, so. Yeah, they just don't have time to maybe deal with it right now yeah. or whatever. The resources that are too far away that they're like, we just have to quarantine it. We can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There could it could even be like this uh these aliens have some type of like disease. Bi- exactly. Yeah. Pocktroon type situation <laughs> going on. Quarantine the It Pocktroon. was <laughs> intentional. <laughs> no. Yeah. No? You said no? It wasn't intentional. Oh, 100 percent it was. No, you said no. Uh, we know the truth. He's another, been trolling me this whole time. Another one is that there are Imperial secrets or something that the Imperium, like the Administratum, does not want the population of humanity to know about. So instead of letting humanity settle this and use it for another purpose, they just say no one is allowed here. So it's like a beautiful, nice paradise world and they quarantine it. They're like, we can't let humanity know places exactly. like this exist. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe it was the same. It has like, an, it has like an old you. mural describing yeah. like the atrocities of the Imperium and they're like, <laughs> we, we can't let anyone see this. Uh, I was thinking in connection to that was that you, you just have a world that's um, like you're, you're, you're driving by. It's got this giant neon sign. It's like, you know, uh, nothing to see here. It's like, <laughs> it's like this beautific thing. Yeah. Like, oh, nothing to see here. This will keep driving. Well, you know what? They can't stop us all. <laughs> Storm Area 51. Yes, they can. <laughs> yes, they can. Uh, um, what's another reason that they... Yeah. It could be it had some type of demic, demonic invasion yeah. at one yeah. point. So now it's just quarantine so no one else gets infected yeah. by it. Or not infected, but yeah. influenced would be a better word. Well, like Nurgle plagues. Or like there's yeah. even just like a psychic resonance exactly. from demons that you go there. It's going to snap your brain yeah yeah like i correct me if i'm wrong but would do you think moloch would fall under a quarantined planet to be honest i don't know much about moloch i just know that the emperor went there that's a couple people have gone there okay because the like it has a very thin like reality and the warp are like very close together on that planet so if ever you want to go into like the warp it's a great place to do it so I feel like that would be enough yeah. to quarantine the planet. Yeah. yeah, for sure. You don't want people messing around with yeah. that. Yeah, you just yeah. don't want people like having access to that, even yeah. if they're not going to do it. You know. So yeah, for sure. I feel like that that would be enough yeah. of like a, a chaos presence there. Yeah. So exactly. Um, that got me thinking of other worlds where like great imperial defeats have occurred, where you don't want people to know the those happen so mm-hmm. sure yeah, yeah like immediately i was like what about istvan like what are these worlds that like there's going to be dead worlds but there's going to be quarantine yeah dead world because it's like no one go there you can't you go and you you would find oh my like if for example you'd find like, remains of like a great battle and you'd be like and we lost you yeah. know like oh my gosh yeah what no there was a heresy <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was thinking like that train of thought doesn't really work too well specifically with this one there are marines finding other marines oh, i have God. to get back to terra and tell it's them it's a fractured humanity <laughs> how will we survive <laughs> oh man 
There's one guy who did that, and that's the uh, the the knockoff novel called like Flight of the Eisenstein or something <laughs> like that. Um, uh, after the uh, quarantine world is a quarry world. So these are basically mining worlds, but they harvest supernatural elements such yeah. as black stone, so, the, yeah, spirit the, stones. Humans don't mine spirit stones. We break they them might. down into jewelry. Yeah, we might might sell them back to them. Like, I don't think if that's it's on the frontier, com- that would a rogue yeah. trader doing that. That would make a lot yeah, of sense. Like, I don't think it's a common thing, mm. and we're definitely not using them correctly. But just like just like Blackstone, we want it. It's like but trying to plug really... a USB into a USB C port <laughs> doesn't work. <laughs> Every, every time you plug a USB in, it takes three tries. Yes. Yeah. The first time. time is wrong. The second time <laughs> is wrong. The first time, which wor- should have worked the first time, <laughs> is somehow right. Yeah. <laughs> every time. Yeah, um, yeah like uh, Quarry Worlds, they, they harvest some type of super supernatural element. Yeah. These only, like, became a thing after, like, Vigil, like, Blackstone Fortress came out. Yeah, yeah, and... I think like it was created specifically for. Yeah, the I think Black that's Sun. the only example they have. Yeah, but you could come up with things like. Um, like yeah. Like what if um. Like you're mining like wraithbone off of it. Like there's some like wraithbone is sung. It's like a psychoactive thing that the Eldar create. Oh yeah, no, I know. I don't think it's a naturally. No, no, no. Thing. But like, what if there's an abandoned Eldar city at one point? Oh, I see what you're saying. Exodite world that the population died. Now they're trying to mine the wraithbone and make use of it. Like it, it's just it's just sure. non-naturally yeah, yeah. occurring it's like a supernatural substance yeah sure that could yep. be a quarry yeah yeah it's just different than a mining world exactly mining it's... is natural quarry is a supernatural yeah um yeah repository world um so these are worlds that are just giant um rent a space what do you call, <laughs> what do you call those like like the the, the storage, storage units, units. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> they're, they're just giant warehouses full of storing things um and probably no one even knows what's on that planet like yeah. oh my not God. anymore this <laughs> there's like a guide to like advanced hazard like advanced uh hazmat suits of like how to use them and in instructions on this uh mm-hmm. on this world instead the planet next door just keeps putting them on wrong so guys go out <laughs> into like these gaseous no. environments are just being poisoned because they can't pull the string to tighten the latch <laughs> well, or they something. don't know they don't know the instructions yeah. are on a, uh, another world instructions <laughs> unclear yeah <laughs> dick cotton zipper dick cotton. <laughs> yeah repository worlds yeah. yeah um sentinel worlds another thing that's relatively new um a sentinel world is like specifically something that's guarding like a a, a stable route yeah like so like vigilus is a sentinel world yeah it's guarding like a, a warp a trade route yeah. a, a secure route through the war yeah. and why this isn't a fortress world who knows, who knows? Who because knows? they wanted a special thing because vigilus is special. most likely yeah. it might be also though because of its proximity to the the um the warp scar the and cadia is <laughs> Acadia is not a sentinel world no i know but no. why is cadia a fortress world right which was guarding the Eye of Terror. Because at that time, that was the designation. They didn't have a warp scar across the entire right. galaxy. But what's, what's, <laughs> what makes the scar different from the Eye of Terror? In fact, the Eye of Terror is still scarier. Because it's a way more stable warp route. Right. Well, the Fortress world is by its proximity. Sentinel worlds are, from what I've read, are more of like what we described at the beginning of the episode with those passageways through. 
Hmm. So they're not. A, so there's they're not defending worlds. one way in. They may be a strategic point to connect to two areas. It should just be a fortress world. Vigilus is the only one that follows yeah, this description. So yeah. flash that out, GW. Yeah. Or don't because we don't need Sentinel worlds and fortress worlds. Yeah, yeah. trim it down. Mm-hmm. But yep, shrine worlds are next. So name's pretty self-explanatory. They these are planets that are dedicated to just the worship aspect of, shrines. No. Aspect Warriors. Eldar. No. <laughs> My god. Oh, it's not super simple. I thought simple. it was simple. <laughs> it took me a solid couple seconds to think of something, though. Um, yeah, they're just shrines dedicated to the Emperor. You know, um, people or other things. Or other things, like you could have a Living Saint shrine yeah. world. To Celestine. They don't have to be an entire planet either. Um, it's just the, like a major function. Or just the only feature, perhaps. Sure. Like, depending sure. on what it is. There, yeah. There's an example of, like, when the Astral Knights, like, defeated the Necron World Engine. Mm-hmm. They they built a little shrine on a world. Mm-hmm. and uh, For all the fallen. For all the fallen. So how's that different than a cemetery world? Uh, one is you go there for, like, actual... Pilgrimages like, are made to shrine yeah. worlds. Got it. So, like, people will make journeys through space yeah. to go visit these holy yeah. places. And because some of them, too, will be, like, think, like, the, I don't know, Notre Dame Cathedral... Mm-hmm. Um, just like these places where you want to go and like you have to see like the great architecture. Yeah. You see the Virgin Mary on the wall. Mm-hmm. You like in wow. the in Patty's. If I was back then, she wouldn't no, be a virgin. In what? the <laughs> in the Always Sunny episode where the water stain is is Mary. On oh the wall. yeah, yeah. And they start charging oh people to go. See what it. was the outcome of that? Why was that a thing? I don't know, but the Father O'Malley pissed on the wall oh, <laughs> and ruined it. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. Shrine worlds. Um, yep. places of worship, essentially pilgrimages, whatever. Uh, the final one that they gave is war worlds. So these are worlds that are in a constant state of war. Um, you can become a war war world, and then when the war is over, you just lose your designation. Exactly. Yeah. So like a good example would be like Armageddon, Armageddon. Cadia. Could you say Cadia was a war world? Yeah. yeah. Was the war taking place on the world? I think that's the designation though because a fortress world can be like standing against it and it's still mm-hmm. only populated by imperial holdings a yeah. war world is like everyone's on it and it's just constantly churning like no, there's no defending yeah. the world like yeah, they're on it so there's like no wouldn't be. yes because in, in a war world there's no like owner mm. like the okay the control of the world is still up in the air you don't okay. know who actually controls it correct yeah. okay. okay so yeah Cadia would not have fallen yeah <laughs> Xandros <laughs> no I, I know okay. what you said. Yeah, yeah. I stopped my sentence halfway just for you. Um, but yeah, that's what they define them at, or that those are what they have. You could come up with any type of thing. Like yeah. if you had, yeah, these know. are alternate classifications. Yeah. Like what's your idea for like it? an Why Imperial not? guard home world would be an sure. alternate classification. If that's like what they predominantly do, um, you could come up with anything. Mm-hmm. Anyone else want to come up with something? No, no. not really. Okay. Um, so we've said it a couple times, the way that the Imperium designates things, the games, the way games workshop is chosen to doesn't make any sense. You have, you have planets like, um, so, so here's the best example in their nine primary designations. They got feral worlds, which is a, it's a level of technology. You have, uh, feudal worlds, once again, a level of technology. And then you have industrial worlds, which is, once again, a level of technology. Why is an industrial world not in this top nine? So, industrial worlds, because you, you said it before that it is a level of technology, but it's not necessarily. It, 
like its primary description is that it's dedicated to manufacturing. Sure. So the level of technology can actually change, but a lot of it is done mechanically. Yeah. But it sure. Sure. Okay. Let me yeah. give you a better example then. But agri no, world and yes. mining world. Yes. Why is an agri world important and a mining world isn't important right. enough when, for main classification? Right. Both, Both are things are needed yeah. to run the Imperium. Yeah. You could just simplify them under one designation of call it a production world, and that would be well. That's your, not enough though, because you yeah. need to know what you're producing. Exactly. Yeah. What kind of what well, kind of machinery you need to give yeah. there? Because yeah. basically, like, yeah, these don't make sense. When what? when if you're in an administrative position and you're like looking for something specific, you you want to be able to classify it simply and easily, so you know what the planet with the closest what's closest and the highest output, so you can find what you need quickly and then get what you need. Um, so the way we were thinking about categorizing them is they got it right in the first couple of categories. The first way you designate it is what is the planet like? Anyone can geography. know the geography. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can look at the planet, you can look at it physically and, and understand, have like a, a basic understanding. So if we're treating this is. as a, uh, five hyphen points to describe a planet. Yeah. Hyphen one would be geography. So we've got water dash. What's the next one after geography? Uh, then you want to go into who inhabits it, whether that's Xenos, Imperium, or potentially nothing, and you just end it there, the mm -hmm. classification. So you want to know who inhabits because, you know, you don't need to bring uh, an Imperial Guard regiment to go to a hive world. You don't, mm -hmm. there's no war there. You don't need it. Um, so after that, you need to figure out what the purpose of the planet is. So is it a hive world? Is it producing uh, food? Is it producing... Um, minerals or whatever you need to figure out what the planet is used for mm -hmm. um, after that you want to do level of technology because depending on yeah, the level that of will technology, tell you the output for its purpose exactly because you can have an agri world that is in a the, feral state in the feral state so or it, a feudal state even yeah um, or and that might be a closer planet or you could go an extra sector over to uh, industrial Hive world or industrial agri world or civilized and, civilized and just get way more resources for the output or whatever. So that would be the next thing, and the final thing would be any significant features. Um, so this is where I would put like, if you're in a Stardew's home world, that's a significant feature. A shrine world could also be a a mining world. You know, you want to have any of these other significant qualifiers that don't really matter, but they still are important. They're not the main purpose of the planet, but they're still important to note. So another example would be a night world. Um, Interesting, though. Mm -hmm. uh, let's say you have an agri world. Yeah. It is an Astartes home world. Yeah. Astartes home worlds are exempt from taxes. The only tax they give is gene seed. Mm -hmm. So then what's the point of having an agri world and an Astartes? Like what isn't the, the fact that it's an Astartes homeworld more important than the fact that it's an agri world at that point? I, I know what you're saying. I don't got an answer for you. Hmm. Uh, I, I just don't. I don't know. Yeah, I just obviously. It, well, yeah, uh, sure. Oh, uh, I don't think Astartes are recruiting from agri worlds, maybe, but they might. But be. It's, it's a possibility. It might just be a homeworld. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. um, I think in like a case like that, like the Imperium's going to get what they're going to get. Fuck, hmm. They tax you on everything. Like hmm. they're gonna get what they want. When you brush your teeth, you have to pay a tithe. Mm. Mm. You have to spit into a cup, and they want that toothpaste back. <laughs> That's right. To be used for oh, it's fertilizer. Ice. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> or it's seasoning for the fondue. <laughs> the human fondue. <laughs> so, yeah, like, but we but we think this is like yeah. a pretty decent way yeah. to get like a good description 
of a planet. Yeah, because there's a couple that they just don't make sense. Like, why why is a dead world a planet classification and not a geography type? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Well, same with a well, no, death world. But the the thing is, like, you can have multiple official designations, and mm-hmm. that's kind of weird. Yeah. Like, you can be a feudal research station that is also a, uh, an angry world. Yeah. Or on a death world. Or on a death world, yeah. right? And so, like, it makes more sense if they were if they had created designations that you could not, you couldn't have overlap. Yeah. And obviously, it's like kind of tough when you're talking about something on a planetary scale. Yeah. For that, but it just like it, Th- this could have been done smoother. But hey, that's kind of the Imperium's shtick. Yeah, it's not quite right? knowing what is happening. It's kind of enjoyable yeah. the fact that it doesn't make sense because that's <laughs> the Imperium. Yeah. Um, Colin has written something in the notes. So I'm trying to decipher it. Oh no, I was just trying to think of the way to to categorize. So you would have a water, human, high, low tech, blank world. Like if we're trying to string that together, yeah, exactly. You have a jungle, Xenos, agro world, which is highly advanced mm-hmm. and is you know, located near a, such and such. Yeah. Do you think you could have a Xenos agri world? Do you think you could have because? Uh, the inhabitants are going to be like the controlling species, yeah, right? Yeah. So do you think you could cover 85% of a planet's surface with farms and then still say that the Xenos is the dominant race on the planet? Well, I think you could if you were to say that, you know, a partner alien race of the Tau, that's what they set up the auxiliary with. I just don't think it would be a human, like it's not a human agri world. Then. No, but this this classification is how the Imperium is defining worlds, not just their own worlds. Like if I'm looking at oh, the stars and I look at another world, sure. how do I define what that is? Yeah. Like it's a catalog. I never, system. I never figured that the humanity cared enough to go beyond Xenos. Like Xenos is Xenos to them. I, but I guess you know some like because you need to know why target. you want it. You, it's a target. You sure. need to know why you would want. What's take more important? The, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the fortress, the Xenos fortress world, or the yeah. Xenos egg. Yeah. Just because Xenos yeah. live on a world doesn't mean you don't want to take the world. Because if there's a Xenos egg world, you're like we need to That's feed fair. other people. I never really yeah. thought about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. Yeah. Tomb worlds too. You could have an angry world, and they're like on top of the tomb world. Yeah. Well, that makes yeah, sense. Like, just don't dig too deeply, everyone. <laughs> There's one yeah. guy with a shovel just clanks <laughs> into a Necron head. It like glows for a second, and then goes off. And he's just like, "Whoo!" I kind of dodge that one, and then the sky opens up and chaos flows down, and you're like, "Oh man, oh man." But so. those are worlds. Yeah, those are worlds. That's kind of all we had written down. Um, it just kind of when lots of people want to do campaigns and stuff, and. These are five easy ways to kind of come up with a planet. You don't have to go into like the political structure and you could go really deep and figure out, you know, the the temperatures on a Tuesday, like Colin said. You could figure out all that stuff, but you don't need that. Yeah. These are five simple yeah. things you can come up with in your campaigns to just kind of... To flesh out the board, to flesh out like what your exactly. characters are, or your armies are fighting for. Also, if you want to introduce special rules, like if you have a desert world, maybe you know you uh, you've got things that get hot on a two instead of sure, a one. Sure, sure, like, yeah. You, you can exactly. spruce that up. Yeah, I think that would be a great thing to hear from some of the listeners. Is listening to some of these worlds. What are some of the special rules that you would incorporate for that? Uh, yeah. terrain mm-hmm. that geography yeah, exactly. that zone to see how people would say you know on a, on a toxic death world you know maybe there's acid rain so every few turn like there's usually like fog is incorporated into yeah. some of the game types where it's like uh, minus one to hit yeah. what do you do with acid rain like yeah. what do you do with- on a six everyone in, or on a six somebody suffers a mortal wound yeah. like yeah there's, there's definitely ways to do it so yeah that it just helps you kind of come up with these cool little game rules mm-hmm. or stories or whatever um, we did it. 
Is that anything else anyone wants to say? Nice second take, boys. We did it. <laughs> yeah, we tried this and then didn't record. And whew. is it recording now, Jordan? Yes. <laughs> um, shout outs to different things that are going on in and around the community. You've got the tournament. Yeah, yeah. Check us. Check that out. Um, we doing so, a tournament. Sold out. No. No. Yeah. We got a lot of people who are like interested, but just haven't committed yet. Yeah. So, yeah. like you, Colin. I've, I'm here today. I've got my money. So, ah, okay. Um, okay. Okay. Right. But yeah, like uh, this. Yeah, this new you guys like. Yeah, we haven't really opened it up to like the non Lorehammer people yet. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of at some point we're just gonna be like, all right, well, lore people have had the option, so now it's just gonna be open to like the Calgary Warhammer. Yeah. So, so don't be afraid that like if we don't get enough Lorehammer people, the tournament's still gonna happen, and oh, we're yeah. still gonna have a fully booked tournament. Yeah. yeah. Um, it just might not be all Lorehammer people, and you might not uh, have the opportunity. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, if you're if you do want to like come in from out of Calgary, like we'd love to have you. We'd love to have you. I know a couple people are we're not paying about it. for your hotel. No, no, but but we will drink with you. We will. Oh, Laheim, right? Well, they're paying for your drinks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it'd be awesome if more people got on it, get on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Show a little uh, initiative. Yeah. Especially you people in Calgary. There's some people in Calgary who are like, oh, next paycheck. It's like, you can't fucking afford 30 bucks right now, bud. Well, you don't have 30 Where am I going to come up with 100 where the bucks, Julian? Now look at this Bane Blade that I just got. Yeah. yeah. It, you know who you are listening to this. <laughs> oh, it's, it's madness. I, I don't. Uh huh. No names. But... That's funny. Um, and yeah. can, so, I, can I uh, hawk something right now as well? Um, it better time. not be cold open stories. It's cold open stories. <laughs> September fifteenth is the end of our next casting call. Cool. Uh, a cog in crimson. Cool. I uh, I just listened to your story. We're gonna do a bonus episode mm-hmm. uh, one day. I need about to it. listen to it. You do. Yeah. It was good. I listened to it the perfect time. You I did. was on like an hour and a half drive. It was slightly raining. It was dark. It was good. Fantastic. But, yeah. Nice. Jordan, anything cool happening with you? Um. Just no. Focusing on growing that beard, eh? Yep. That's number one priority. Beard, oil, and bomb. Ready to go. <laughs> Rogaine. Oh, we're going back to bombs, are we? Oh, yeah, I do both. I condition it. Oh. Okay. This oh, episode was sponsored by... <laughs> <laughs> Harry's razors are... No, no, no. They're not a sponsor. They're not a sponsor. <laughs> no. no. Next one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Peace out. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Trevor Buzak. <laughs> leaving you now. <laughs> It couldn't have been more awkward. <laughs> Terrible goodbye. He's like, you're going to say, like, signing out, but it's <laughs> leaving you now. Cool. Apparently, my child has uh, shat their pants again. Mark, if you wouldn't mind.